And the movie professors are finally back in action at the Soda City Studios live in Las Vegas, Wisconsin. Sorry, we've been a little behind schedule here. We had an awesome show planned out for you for last month in September with our top 25 football films or 20 football films correction. However, we had the unfortunate thing that happened, so we had to cancel the show. We apologize. However, we're going to bring that content to you in November. So, uh, Professor T, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. Glad to be back, back in action. Missing in action, that's what we were, but... Yeah, no, I don't know we're back come here. through in the end. To be clutch here. So what, what, what's our breakdown for this month? Breakdown for this month being um, October, we decided to go... This is kind of going to be in your wheelhouse because you're kind of a product of the 90s. Yeah, like made it, made in the 80s, lived in the 90s. Yeah, raised in the 90s. seasoned. Yeah. So doing the top 31 horror Halloween movies from the 90s. Yeah, that's the topic. Uh, what's interesting about the 90s is, um, put things in perspective, like how, for us, it doesn't seem that long ago, in a way, but like people younger than us are like, oh my god, that's so long ago, but it's now, crazy. Like, now it's like retro. Really, like, if you, no shit, like, WBVO, I remember over like, the last couple of years, I know his father playing a lot of 80s hits. I don't ever remember him playing, I remember like 60s, 70s, whatever. Now it's all 80s stuff. And sometimes they got some 90s on WBVO. I thought I heard some 90s. I'm like, how the fuck is that old? You know? I don't get it. Like, I guess, well, it's, what, 30 plus years ago now. I know, but. If you go with 90. It's where I had, I noticed, like, 90s fashion. Yeah, it, that was the most confusing time fashion. ever. Because, like, 80s, okay, we, you had the colors and stuff. You had the leggings and whatnot. And the half shirts are cool for both boys and girls. More so when you played football. The guys had, like, the half muscle shirt type that thing. Crop top. Crop top type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like the 80s was just, they, they had style, they had the music. 90s is like, what the fuck, kind of. Like, like it's just, we can't figure out what to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe some Zubas, you know, the pants. Well, yeah, I just remember, like, uh, the, the, the girls wearing them choker, those choker necklaces. Choker, and the puka shells. Puka and shells were pretty cool. And body suits. And then you had frosted suits. tips and listen to boy bands, right? Frosted tips, oh, always frost with a tip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> that's part of waking up. I can, even if it ain't the 90s. So... Yeah, we're obviously we pick up where we left off. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously, is is uh, before we get a break down our top thirty-one nineties horror movies, we got to do what we do at the beginning of every show. Uh, we start off with a cold beverage. Mm -hmm. So Professor T, what do you got there? <coughs> Turn your head, cough. Yep. Yeah, yep. So I'm I cl uh, I'm clear. Uh, because it's October, I went with a seasonal seasonal drink from Lakefront Brewery down in Milwaukee's. Oh, you can't a classic like for brewery mm -hmm. can't go wrong. This is pumpkin lager, so let's. Uh... let's see. That's uh, how he's getting the whiff. This smells like uh, pumpkin. I'm Bread. so Lake Lake for Look at that shit. Yeah, it looks really good actually. That's pumpkin. That's pumpkin puree. Uh, I want to say that all the stuff I've ever had from Lakefront Brewery, it's been solid. Same. They, yeah, they have good stuff. So I'm gonna let that head just fucking saturate. Yeah, so then, what do you what do you got? Yeah, well, yeah. So I, I had some goodies I brought from uh, shout out to my brother-in-law. My uh, sister gave me uh, for my birthday last month from the Omega Brewing Experience. They got me some beer there. It was a uh, Leave It to Cleaver Red American Ale, and then there was uh, it looks like Obi Wan, but not to be confused with Star Wars. It's some kind of wheat beer. Did not know that until I Obe Omega Brewing Experience. My bad. Either way, they both were good. I was gonna do like a live thing on the show last month if we would have had our show. Where I, like just a natural reaction, like oh, like just a raw reaction for you guys. But 
obviously it didn't work out and then I wanted to try them. I couldn't help myself, but that's in the cooler right now though. So we got um, Professor T since he knows my favorite hobby of all time is golf mm -hmm. and the greatest move of all time is Caddyshack. Hashtag Noonan, be the beer, Danny. We got uh, <laughs> Caddyland from Badger State Brewing, small hazy IPA. Um, first of all, the can, like if we go by artwork alone, epic. You know, you got like the dimples of a golf ball in the background, and then you got the gopher with the flag and a little green shield. Mm -hmm. So it says it's uh, juicy. Say, I thought you were going to say it's Bushwood aged. Yeah, Bushwood aged, yeah. <laughs> Bushwood CC, yep. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, oh, what are we going to read on the bottom there? What does that say? It was, oh, yeah, that is, it says juicy, citrusy, smooth, droopy, uh, droopy. I don't know. Maybe that's like some uh, shit I don't know about. I can relate. Oh, you just, you can smell the citrus as soon as I pop that. Right, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to take a sip here quick. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Not really? Like you get to the, oh, I was like, yeah, that, that, they make good shit, dude. Yeah, holy shit. Like, this would, sh I want to go hit nine holes right now. Mm. Maybe 18 if I got a whole fucking case of this shit. Well, know? fuck. Well, that's a good find. Yeah. Let's try some pumpkin. Holy fuck, man. Dude, that tastes like pumpkin fucking pie. Like, like, like good, though. You want to try some of that shit? I'm going to sip in our man's beer here. I this mean, is, this is the first. It's all right. We're bro. We, we're, we have a bro man, so we're straight. Yeah, that dude. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Do you taste that pumpkin yeah, spice yeah. in there? Yeah, and it's not like natural, like pumpkin ass, you know? Like, because I could just, I'm going to throw Drecker under the bus here, because if Drecker had something, it seemed like it'd be fucking ass, like pumpkin ass. Yeah, fuck this me. shit's really good. No, that's a, that's a solid beer right there. Yeah, I must say, though, too, I noticed, like, in our hiatus a little bit, that our show has been kind of growing a little bit, like, uh, obviously, we're not, we don't advertise too much word of mouth for a little bit here and there, and, uh. But anyways, like, uh, it's, long story short, it's definitely way more than last month. Like, our Stephen King one we did, uh, or two, like, two months ago, epic. That's mm -hmm. probably one of our most popular shows this year so far for the season three. Like Peter North, we're, uh, we're coming up. That's a porn star, Peter North. Oh, is he? Yeah, there, there's a Peter North. <laughs> well, the only reason I say that, people are like, wow, hey, that's way in left field. No, because before we even started recording, we're trying to think of something off the wall for December. Because we did a lot of Christmas stuff over the years and non-denominational winter holiday fun. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about like you take a... <laughs> sorry. Um, you take a movie and then um, you give the real name and then you just change it into a porn name, something fun and dirty. Mm -hmm. uh, so the kids shouldn't listen to that one. Right. But uh, anyways, we are... Our content is marked explicit only if you haven't listened to us. Um, so if you get offended by it, it's a you problem. But if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or a chance to win free swag from Soda City Studios, you can email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. So before I go through our fan mail here a little bit, and more like spam mail, uh, let's see, what do we got here? I was looking at like our analytics for our audience across all platforms. We have, um, so U.S., number one, 88% of the audience is U.S., Germany, 9%, and then... Uh, the remaining couple, like tenth of a percentage, is where like all over the world we got the whole. Sh it's like no rhyme or reason. So we got United States, like I said, Germany, it's like the two big ones. India, no shit, yeah, India, mm. Canada. Hey, hey, sorry about that. We're, yeah, we're good with Canada now. And then Mexico, mm. you got uh, for Her Majesty United Kingdom. Okay. Brasilia, the Portuguese like us. That's good. Mm -hmm. 
Sweden. And hashtag one night in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh. We got Thailand. And from the land down under. That's not a podcast. It's a, I was going to do the knife thing. I totally <laughs> fucked it up. But you get where we're going. So we got Australia. We got Indonesia. Uh, Spain. Or as they say in Spain, España. Because they got the lisp thing when they talk right. Spanish. Uh, Iraq. And Ireland. No kidding. And Ireland to top us off. Wow. Wow, man. So that's a pretty good yeah. spread. So, and then as for, like, because you can get our show on the interwebs and different things. If you just Google Movie Professors, obviously you can find Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other shit we don't know about because we just try to get our words out there to everybody to enjoy our magic. But um, if you could leave us a review anywhere, that'd be great with five stars on Spotify. If not, fuck off. Uh, I'm gonna, you can do what you want. I'm kidding. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Mm. Or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review or anything else. And they tell a friend about us. Like I said, leave emails at the movieprofessor at gmx.com. You can win some free swag. Uh, we don't bullshit you because, you know, obviously Professor T, he's a candle artisan. He can't go wrong. He does custom candles. He does theme candles. He has stickers. It's cool. It's awesome. You got to check it out on Facebook. So anyways, Spotify number one, 61%. And then the web browsers, people just on the internet, doing the web browsers, 22%. So, okay. And then 9% for Apple Podcasts is 9%. 8% other. No idea what the hell that utter? means. Other. Not utter. Oh, other. Oh, or like, are you from like, uh, what's that, uh, St. Olaf, Minnesota? Utter? You know? Oh, yeah. I could see it in there, you know? And I thought you were saying other, but utter, I thought that was something too. I didn't know. And then just to break down our audience for like uh, age-wise while we're at it, because this is something we haven't really done. Um, zero to 17, zero percent. I figured that's where we'd be. You know, we're, mm-hmm. yeah, we're obviously because we're marked explicit content. Mm-hmm. And then 18 to 22, we got one percent of the audience, or less than one percent. Okay. 23 to 27, three percent. And then 28 to 34, 38 percent. And drop down to my age range, 35 to 44, we got 18 percent. And then back up to 38 percent with 45 to 59. Oh, the demographic, yeah. So we're we're kind of a mixed bag of goods. Uh, uh-huh. So we're an acquired taste. Mm. I'm gonna take another swip. swip it's well rounded to me. That sounds like it's mm. sixty plus, less than a percent. We got sixty plus too. We're really getting out there. So we got sixty eight percent male. I figured yeah, male probably because we had, we're pretty heavy in the action in the beginning. Mm. Female twenty eight percent, not specified four percent. Prefer not to disclose, maybe? I don't know. That it could be like a dog or something. But then they got non-binary, less than 1%. All right, so that's that. So quite All interesting right. numbers, though. Fluid. Yeah, we got a good thing across the boards here. So also, as our fan mail, like, if you don't want me to read the spam stuff, like I said, to win that free swag, you got to email us at the GMX here. So we'll see what we got. Because everybody knows, if you listen to the shows last year or so, we get this spam mail from Aisha Gaddafi. Mm-hmm. Whose email is under several stuff? We got one from somehow got Shutter. You know the horror app Shutter. Mm-hmm. Somehow's in our spam mail from ironically Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> so Fear Fest has begun with AMC Plus. Quick shout out though. Speaking of AMC Plus and Shutter, the new uh, creep show that, that when they brought that back, like in the last year or two, they had a new episode tonight, I guess, on AMC Plus. Check it out. The new creep show. It's awesome. All right, but Greg Nicotero makes that. Yeah, yeah, we love Greg Nicotero, but one of the best makeup artists in the game. Not as good as Tom Savani, but they both have their own style. So, yeah. all right, take foreshadowing. So for our email, so for our spam mail here, so we don't have nothing from Ishi Gaddafi. I assure you, we did last month. Not that it matters, but every thirty days gets deleted. 
So we got two insurance quotes somehow. I don't know how we're getting insurance quotes. Mm. So it's that time of year. The, yeah, from Rose Kimberly here. Um, let me see the name of the email address. PrecisionPaired22 at Outlook.com. What a, what a name. So it says, hi, movie professors, comma, please see plans. I was just checking on your website. <laughs> we don't even have a fucking website. <laughs> maybe we do. I don't know. Like maybe maybe we got like a bootleg website, like unauthorized by fans. That'd be great. Who knows what we have? Yeah, if you if you know where this website is that we don't know about, you can email us at movieprofessors@gmx.com. Um, it says, "Can you let me know when you think you may be able to price this one?" Thanks, Rose Kimberly, supervisor. Uh, it's a two two. They gave me a, a, a phone number with a two forty area code. So let's see what she. No idea. Let's find out what it is real quick. Where is two four zero's area code from? According to area codes, area code two four zero is located in Western Maryland and covers Germantown, Silver Spring, Waldorf, Frederick, and Rockville. Okay. Yeah, go figure. I don't have time to cross reference. It was probably Ray Lewis. Yeah. Right. Ray Rice and get smacked in the face too soon. Another one. I don't know how we're getting these estimates sent to us, you know, because, like, oh, this is from Mark 1. So, obviously, this is spam compared to the name, but this, this is team at dustlessblasting.com. I don't know what the heck dustless blasting. I don't know if it's cleaning shit blasting? or dustless, dustless blasting. Whatever that is, we got an estimate for it, obviously, because maybe for our studios here, I don't know. So it says, hello, movie professors. But who, who addresses it like that? You know, obviously yeah. they saw they the name. They J.B. Hams and Professor T. Like yeah, get it right, you know, or right. make it a fresca at yeah. uh, <laughs> Twitter's. Please see attached signed estimate. Please let me know how to proceed. Kindly confor- confirm the attachment receipt. Thanks. Thank you. Sue Tebow. <laughs> So that's what we got for spam. So if you don't want to hear us rant on it, like I said, just email us. You know, we'd be glad to hear from you. We're not going to be offended. What you got to have to say? Anything else you want to add, Professor T? Before we take a quick break? Uh, no, that was some that was some spammy spam. But uh, I'm ready to get this list going. We'll get this list going. We'll, we'll, so when we come back, you'll go with our fun sounds and uh, our golden matches and our matches. So oh, just yeah. sit tight, relax, maybe uh, grab a nice cold beverage or. Uh, some yeah. M&M's? Yeah, some M&M's, some peanuts, M&M's, there you go. Mm. All right, we'll be right back. And the movie professors are back from our quick break. Hopefully you're still listening, wondering where the fuck's this show going? When are we going to start? Well, uh, buckle up, Buttercup, because it's going to happen right now. But before we do, we got to establish some rules of the game. Mm. All right, so we got our top 90s horror slash Halloween movies, some 31 to number one. And obviously, we've been struggling with this for getting golden matches and matches as late so obviously if we, we get match we get a point you know or like we try to see who can guess who's gonna be dead on for that gold match is the same movie for the same number we've been struggling that too for a while so how many matches are we gonna get professor t over under we're looking at 
for total matches, I'm going to say four. Four? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with seven. Okay, what about golden? Golden, two. You uh, say two golden? I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say I wanted to say zero, but we gotta look optimistic for the show, so I'm gonna say one. I'll say one, two. Playing the odds. Because the thing is, yes, we've been pretty good. Like as a late, like like we. Um, but when you're when you're working with a whole decade of, of, mm-hmm. of movies, I mean that's hard. It'd be different if you're like oh. Pick the top ten movies, horror movies from nineteen ninety five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easier. to You do got that, fifteen you know, like, movies. Yeah, I think we're gonna definitely get some matches and stuff. But we kind of have the similar taste, so I feel good. I feel good. So obviously, if you you know if you hear the our you know special song, obviously we got a golden match. Um, so as always, I've been struggling with our soundboards a little bit or time wise. So um, I had to change to this show at the last minute. Not the last minute, but like. I thought we were still going to do football in October, and then the 90s horror thing, yeah, I forgot about that, and I've had a lot of stuff going on, so this is like a last-minute push to get to, I had a lot of fun doing it, don't get me wrong, cramming for this exam, but uh, I, I realized I got some cool tools to make sound bites, because it's hard to find some good stuff, so I got what I got to work with here, so hopefully enjoy it, so if you hear this noise, could be a golden match, or maybe... Or that was I'm so scared. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple other sounds here, but that goes with the movies as the list goes. So, all right, Professor T, you ready to lead us off with number thirty-one? Yep, I'm gonna start with a banger right off the bat. <laughs> as I take a big swig. Yeah. <clears throat> so from my number thirty-one. Uh, only reason I put it on the list, not that I, I hate it, um, and you'll you'll probably maybe agree with me, but the movie itself, like uh, a little bit kind of, uh, basically, it's pretty annoying, like when you're watching it and stuff like that. But it was very instrumental in the type of film that it was. Oh, uh, I think, and I, now how you just said that last part? Mm-hmm. You think it? I, I I I think I think it's like one of. The, well, I'm gonna have to let you, if it, I got this way lower on the list, but I can explain why. But if all right, you just you just throw it at me. Okay, I, I picked the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. So let me yeah. So let me explain that though too a little bit why we got discrepancies here. Because okay, because I mean Professor D are a couple of years apart. Obviously, I was a little younger when it came out, so I was like about ten years old. Blair Witch Project. Okay, so when you see Blair Witch Project when you're ten years old, probably shouldn't have been watching it at ten years old, and your mind's still developing in your brain. That is scary as fucking shit. You see it as an adult, you're like, hey, that's fucking horrible. That's stupid. I can't believe that that scared the shit out of me as a kid. But, like, for a young person to see, there's a reason why it's rated what it is, then you shouldn't see it, because yeah, that's pretty impressionable for a kid. And, like, he said, yes, that was like that POV camera thing that really put it on the map. However, that story, like, take away the stupidness if you really, like, if you're a cynical asshole with the cinematics was pretty believable to a lot of people, and they thought that, that was a legit right. thing that happened. And then that girl, whatever, that was, I'm so scared, that sound bite we could barely hear on my phone. People sent cards to that person's family thinking they were real. Sorry for their daughter's loss, or the loss of your daughter. So. Yeah. So, what did you have it as? Seven. Oh. And the reason why I got seven is because it scared the fucking shit out of me as a kid. Like, like right now it's adult. Yeah, you watch it. It's I, I, I can't believe it. this. this Fucking right. scared me as a kid. Right. But yeah, if you didn't hear the hype, like let's say you didn't, 
you'd never even heard of it. You never, you know, you didn't know what it was or anything like that. Like, it was a documentary style. This is real footage, and it was found and all that shit. Like, it is, it, you could believe it, because it's not like they're showing anything like that. You know, it's just, you see something happen, you're like, oh. Well, if, yeah, if you take, you put yourself, all right, 1998, and, yeah, like, you're not spoiled with the technology of the day or cinematics and stuff, that would, you totally wouldn't question it. Like, that'd be like, wow, that is raw. That's creepy. So that takes place in Burkittsville. I think it was in Maryland, I think. Burkittsville. Um, I still was a lot, when that movie came out, there's like a lot of stuff that I haven't had a chance to do research on in a long time, so I don't know what's truth and what's not about that area with like the actual, like the legend behind it. But with Burkittsville, there was a name associated with like Rustin Pars or something like that. I don't yeah. know if he was like a, like murdered people. Serial killer. Serial killer. And then there's like, there was footage with him or something or somebody else like with ties to that. And then a mental asylum or something, just losing their fucking mind. So... And then there was like the story about the Burkittsville Seven, but I can't remember all that stuff. I think stuff. they changed the town's name or something like that too, mm, just because of the bad juju. Yeah. So. So we're one for one for matches. Mm-hmm. Got that going. So yeah, so seven. Like I totally when he when he said that second part, I already knew. <laughs> so number thirty-one for me. This one, like this, had to grow on me a little bit. This movie, I uh, at first I thought it was really stupid. But I, I, I uh, given it a chance, even though the the concept or the plot kind of really like doesn't make sense. Number thirty one, the Frighteners. Mm. So the Frighteners, you got Michael J. Fox, who um, he's a thing of his is a well, he's kind of a con man a little bit with his uh, his uh, like I keep paranormal. Yeah, uh, like instead of like uh, what do you call that extermination, exorcism, same thing, you know, ex there. So instead of getting rid of the bugs, he gets rid of the spirits. But he's in cahoots, inclusion with like these ghosts that. You know, that he has a relationship with, which is, um, okay, kind of odd, but they, they do have some kind of... He can see him and talk to him and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that stuff. So, I'm with hanging out with him and shit. Yeah, he pretty much hangs out with ghosts, but he, like these ghosts, they scare the shit out of people, make shit happen in their house. They call him, guess what? That's where he gets... So then he gets paid. It's like a snake oil salesman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in that movie, there's a, a murderous spirit going after all the ghosts. And like re-kill, I don't know if you say re-killing them is a word, but makes them disappear kind of thing. So then I was like, I don't know, I thought it was kind of stupid because it's like, okay, um, they're already dead though. But they, like there, there's some funny humor in that stuff. It does have some funny adult humor. Mm. Well, they say like when you're a ghost, you're in between worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, so he takes them to wherever you believe in. So you're kind of in that crossroads there. And like that murderous spirit, like think of... Uh, you have like General Custard vibes? Yeah. yeah. Or Colonel Custard, sorry. Yeah. Colonel Custard. Not General Mustard and Colonel Custard, yeah. yeah. Colonel... Colonel Mustard? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag so, clue. Yeah, Colonel Custard. General Custard, or Colonel... Custard. I can't remember his name. You know what I'm talking about from... Yeah. yeah. The, the mustache and shit. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't have the Frighteners on there. But uh, I don't give it credit <clears throat> for Peter Jackson's... Uh, Special effects. That's where uh, I forgot yeah, to add you. That was pretty, Peter Jackson, yeah. Pretty pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that uh, was I'll, maybe I'll, honorable mention. I was going to punk you for a second at the beginning of this episode, and I totally lost my spot because I accidentally exited off my phone. Because if I would have started off first with the list, which would have been odd to begin with, because usually start with be like, so top 90s horror movies. I'm going to go with, from 1992, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And then be like, what the fuck? Oh, I thought you meant horrible movies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you can really get you going. But. Well, 
Oh, Not wrong. Actually, I have it for number 14. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> All right, number number 30 on my side, uh, 1990 film from a uh, long going, ongoing series, um, one of my favorite series uh, in, in horror horror movies, uh, Puppet Master Part 2. That would be you. That would be, I figure, <laughs> if there's any Puppet Master, <laughs> Professor T has, would have it. Oh, yeah. Oof. Damn. That pumpkin. That purpose. That uh, Great Lakes Brewery. Thank you. Uh, we didn't want to come up, but... Hashtag pumpkin lager. Pull the stem. This is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if anyone likes uh, Puppet Masters and stuff, um, just the uh, the originality of it. And these are like... These are considered uh, B-rated, low-budget horror movies. They crank them out like... There's like... 11? 13 of these. Yeah, that's crazy. Movies, you yeah. know, and... Uh, horrible acting and there's really no point into the film it's like one guy made all these puppets and then he dies and they uh he controls them and they try to um basically uh torture the ones who have it's got some militaristic uh nazi germany you know he was he was kind of uh being tracked down by the nazis in world war ii for his uh, expertise in science and all that so and then um he makes all these little puppets and uh, just the way they film it, it's all kind of stop motion. I mean, it's live action, but the puppets are stop motion. Yep. Um, just really cool. There's uh, one in there called Torch. You know, he's got a little um, metal hand and he can uh, shoot fire out of it and stuff like that. Torch things. Fuck yeah. Like, I, cause I've, I know, like, I remember the first one and stuff, and I've seen some random ones in between. Yeah, there's... They're not really all that. But, they, but it's like, like they're nostalgic. Yeah, like yeah. they're a cult classic type thing. Like like it's a niche niche audience. Niche, niche whatever you say it. Yeah, niche if you're from uh, Danbury, France. Yeah. If you're an asshole, yeah. Mm. Francois. That that would be. I was waiting for left field. I'm, I'm gonna come right back at you. The left field one too. Shit, hit it. So this is. Um, I'm not ashamed to say this, this is actually a Disney uh, Channel original film. Okay. Uh, remember Debbie Reynolds? Remember the actor Debbie Reynolds? Yeah, I know Debbie Reynolds. Rest in peace. Mm. But anyway, so this movie, I like the concept of it, but um, I think this was 98, probably, 97, 98, Halloween Town. Are you, have you ever heard, familiar with Halloween Town? I've heard of it. Like, for, like they, they made, they actually turned into like a series, like a successful movie series. They made more, and I kind of saw they were stupid, I thought. But the premises on the first one was like, uh, so Debbie Reynolds, she's a witch, and she lives in Halloween Town. She, but, um, she visits her daughter, who is also a witch, but her daughter doesn't tell anything to the kids or anything like that. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't want to be associated with this whole witchcraft type thing. But so Debbie Reynolds always visits on Halloween, though, but nobody knows, like, because that's somebody you can pass between the worlds or something, I think, or at the... Anyway, so she always, like, reading these kids, like, her grandkids, a story about, like, Halloween Town. It seemed like a cool place to go. And then, um... I think there were some subtle hints in the movie, like, like, like we're not telling the girls this, but while well, they're 13, they're going to figure it out. So, long story short, somehow, like, these kids end up going to Halloween Town, and it's pretty cool. It's like, like, like it's just kind of neat. It's like a cutesy Halloween Town where, like, there's, you know, different monsters and creatures doing different everyday jobs and whatnot. Mm. But there's something happening in Halloween Town, turning all the monsters to stone, and then they got to, like, it turns into a big investigation thing, so. Mm. But I don't know, it was just like, I just like how the cute aesthetics <laughs> to the film and stuff like that. Mm. So it was uh, not bad at all. So Halloween Town, check it out. I think you can get it, find it on the Disney Plus. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, this one's going to kind of go hand in hand, hand in foot, hand, foot, mouth disease for uh, that one. My number 29, you might have this one too if you got, if you got Halloween Town. But uh, 1993, 
Story of Three Witches, Hocus Pocus. Damn, you fucking got me in the... I got you right in the joiter. Man, how come it's always the ugly chicks that stay out late? <laughs> chicks? <laughs> yeah, so obviously that was a clip from Hocus Pocus. I got it for number two. <laughs> <clears throat> well, obviously... I'm sorry, that, dude. They came out in 93. Yep. Awesome film. Like, that... Uh, Kenny Ortega was the director on that. Like he hit gold on that movie. Just it was just the perfect. You got Beth Midler, you know. You got Sarah Jessica Parker before she got ugly. Mm. It, um, <coughs> who doesn't love the cat? Zachary Binks. Mm-hmm. Oh, just oh, that, that movie is gold. Just everything about it in the New England setting in Salem and it's perfect. Oh, love it. So, but I know the. So I was gonna go off a tangent here, but I was gonna share. So, for the longest time, for years, there was always discussion about Hocus Pocus 2. And uh, then, it would get, then it was around COVID time when it, they were going to start doing it, but then that kind of got kiboshed a little bit, took a bit longer to come out because, uh, you know, we didn't know how to deal with it and all the protocols in Hollywood, and they're too sensitive to that COVID shit. But the original plan was, I read, and I was like, wow, this is gold. Like, they're going to take Kenny Ortega from the first one as a director, and his story was to have, like, the, what's it, the main kid... Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but like Max was it? I think Max was his name. Him and then that girl, remember that he had a crush on? So they're married in the second one, and that they have kids, and then the, the witches come back, and they got to fight the witches, and somehow Zachary Banks, the cat, comes back just for some kind of cameo appearance. However, word, I'm like, however, okay, this is gold. I like where this story's going. They waited 20 plus years to do it. Let's do it. And then something happened with Disney and Kenny Ortega, and they kind of had gotten a pissing match, and then uh, they went a different direction. And uh, whoever, I can't remember who directed it then, but uh, I thought it was garbage. I couldn't even finish the second, like when I watched it, I'm like, no, this is, I couldn't. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch the second one. I didn't hear very good things mm-hmm. about it. Like, I was trying to give it a chance, and but no. Like you gotta, Sometimes that happens, like, you wait so long. It's like, you waited over, like, 25 years for a sequel. But sometimes, like, it works out, sometimes it doesn't with that. Most times it doesn't. But I think, really... If you kept it, maybe it would help. The original director, I think, is a big part and piece. That's why you got problems with Fast and the Furious, so being like the first couple are so fucking goofy. Because he changed. Rob Cohen did the first Fast and the Furious. Awesome movie. Second one, John Singletary, rest in peace. And then, so then the third one, you got, I think it was Justin Lin. And then he's carried over, even though like Tokyo Drift was way out there. But then he remained through like the whole series after that. So when you got all them switches directors, that fucks everything up for the story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much every horror movie, you know, franchise. There's always a different mm-hmm. director. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood. <laughs> so I can't remember the name of those uh, bullies, but I remember the one was like, oh, uh, I know ice. Give me your shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they ran into him, like in the cemetery, and that Max was cutting through, and then the one guy said, "Why is ugly chicks stay out late?" But you see him there, and then it's like, oh, nice shoes, bro. I'm so and so. And this is Ernie, you know. And then, like, the Ernie's like, no, dude, it's ice. ice. I mean, this is ice. <laughs> but they end up taking his shoes and stuff, and they're bullies. And then when you hear him say the ugly chicks line, they obviously ran into the Sanderson sisters who came back from uh, the dead. I like it how, like, when they're, they they put them up in cages and stuff, and they were, like, kind of, like, swinging them around, just kind of, like, torture them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Hollywood, or whatever. Like, they're trying to get him to say, like, get let him out. He wasn't going to. And then, then he was trying to talk to the witch, too. We think you're really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. 
Also available on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's on me already, and I took your thunder, but I thought since I had it number two. Yeah, I was chopping down your top five here. We got, well, one of them we got, so Blair Witch is number seven. Mm -hmm. So we got two matches. So here's my clue for my number 28. How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? (laughs) Did you hear that? How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? (laughs) Yeah, you got the line. (laughs) I had to create that one on my own. (laughs) That was your voice? No, that was me recording over YouTube and clipping it. Oh, okay. How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? No, I don't know what that is. Ernest P. Whirl. Oh, I got Ernest scared stupid. That was the one with all them trolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was funny. It was stupid funny. What was the one where like he had him in the back of his truck or whatever, and he had him covered up with that tarp? Oh, that was um, no, that was a Christmas one, I think. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, for Santa or something. Yeah, because he went to what was he at that movie? Yeah, and, he, and then he was like he had all them snakes or something like mm-hmm. that, and he, he had that redneck thing pulled off. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. He actually, believe it or not, like even though how corny and stupid. All the Jim Varney movies are earnest. The shit Jim Varney says, if you pay attention to it, like it's fucking hilarious. Like all the one-liners he has. Now you gotta—he's all over the place, but you gotta kind of really pay attention. And you laugh so hard and have oh, a yeah. good time. So yeah, Ernest scared stupid for number twenty-eight. Oh, so watch out for them trolls, man. Nah, that that one didn't make it make it over here. That's all right. So. Well. This one probably isn't going to be on your list. Cause I don't—I don't think you're a fan. I'm not really a fan of the. Partially a fan of two of the three films in the series, but once again, that Perfect. purpose brought to you by Great Lakes Brewery. Lakefront Brewery. Oh yeah, Great Lakes is in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Great Lakes. That would be yeah. I'd be more familiar with Cleveland lore. My bad. Um, yeah, for number twenty-eight, this was a uh, part three of a trilogy that Sam Raimi did, the uh, Evil Dead trilogy. Well, I liked Evil Dead. But I don't have it, but because I know you didn't like, you're one a big fan. I thought. So I don't like the first Evil Dead. I don't like the first one. I like the second one, but oh. the third, the third part of it, the Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. That one's my favorite of the three. Damn it! I wish I'd have. Cause <laughs> like you got that one. I don't. I thought oh. about, it, but I'm like, I I put it off. I was like, you know, it's my list. I'm like, Troy's not going to have that. I want to have get, increase my chances. No, only uh, only because like uh, we talked about Greg Nicotero and um, Howard Berger and. Uh, those guys got their start basically uh, working for Sam Raimi and doing the Evil Dead. I mean, super cheap. They they were just like young 20-year-old guys, you know, in the makeup industry trying to get their foot in the door just like everybody else. Drink because they're not. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the look at the work that they did for the money that they did, pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering what they had and everything, I mean, it looked awesome. And then uh, for the Army of Darkness, a lot of that was like a... a Tribute to uh, Ray Harryhausen, you know, that stop motion kind of, mm-hmm. the skeletons fighting the army of the dead kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. That Bruce they, Campbell, baby. Did that, yeah. This is my fucking boomstick. Hail Blue King. Mm. So, yeah. That's that a good pick, no, I, I tip my hat off to you. Yep. Hashtag Nemocronin. Nemocronin. I can never say that word. Mm. Book of the Dead. You know what I'm talking about. Necrochronic. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It sounds like a convention, but it's not. Yeah, it sounds like I got some. Necromanon. Necromanon, yeah. Yeah. Now I got like that creepy shit playing in the back of my head, like when they're reading, like when that voiceover for reading it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's how all that shit came to life once you hear what's open in the book or whatever, so. Mm-hmm. 
Probably a good thing we don't have that playing in the background. Mm -hmm. The Necker and I'm gonna, I can't even say it. See, that's why I can't say shit. So, so now reach out to our friends over in uh, Brazil. Uh, see if they Brazil, can see if they know anything about that. Or they, they're like, uh, fuck no, don't even open that up. If they want, they can uh, email us at movieprofessors at uh, gmx.com. And if you can't spell it, it's M-O-V-I-E-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R-S at gmx.com. How you doing in Spanish film? We don't got time, though. Mm -hmm. Keep it rolling. So number 27, you're way in left field. Um, they look realistic when I saw it younger, obviously. <laughs> See, it as an adult, it's fucking bad. You don't got to explain that shit to me. Yeah, I don't have to say it twice. Uh, but just think of it. I'm going to give you a clue. This thing tried to kill J-Lo and Ice Cube. I know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> John Voight. John Voight. And, um, so, um, some people nickname their Johnson. Eric this. Stoltz. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is Eric. That's right. <laughs> some guys joke about their Johnson being like this. Yeah, well, they, you know what they say. The ones that talk about it. Well, you know why they call me a silent professional? Because I don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Hashtag well endowed. I got Anaconda for number 27. <laughs> I don't want none of your Anaconda. Uh, if she don't got no buns, huh? Can you say that? Sarah makes a lot. What is that? Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj? Yeah. My Anaconda. Don't want none. I like how like, he came back with the checks thing when they gave the bagel bites in there. <laughs> My, yeah, like... Psh. That was like... You know, that was... The concept was pretty cool, mm -hmm. but the CGI lost me. Oh, for Anaconda? Oh, God. That'd be ter like, for, like, really terrifying to deal with the Anaconda. I was thinking, like, that's a long It was a real thing, you know, so it was a pretty cool, like, all right, yeah, I can... I They're can... indigenous here, okay. Yep. But you know what, that CGI just... It ruins it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah like, um, right, obviously, like I said, it's one of those things when you see younger, so it's more, like, it looks more realistic. You have no idea. Yeah. Well, then you got nothing to compare it to. And then, yeah, like I said, the try to kill J Lo and Ice Cube. That's all. I had a good cast. I think you didn't. You have Owen Wilson in that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there were a lot of people before they made it big, kind of. Right. Like the only like probably minus Ice Cube and John Voight. Yeah, J Lo was not even not really on the radar yet until then. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was just finishing up her uh, days of or uh, almost, almost said days of, of thunder. Life. Almost said days of lives. No, uh, in living color. Oh, I'd say in living color. Well, I guess yeah. I guess She's Devil's Advocate Tuesday had Eric Stoltz with um, Rocky Dennis. Yeah, well, yeah, and he was in uh, Pulp Fiction mm -hmm. in '94. That's a great movie. So, which he, is hard for me to see because like everybody knows I'm not a Tarantino fan, but some of his movies. I know. Yeah, to just look beyond that, shutting down streets for mm -hmm. once upon a time in Hollywood thing. So that that was like my only that's like my number one movie of his that I can make an exception for. Because <laughs> it's that good. So obviously you don't got Anaconda. No, but I didn't I didn't have Anaconda. But that's all right. I guess. They should play Sir Mix a lot at the beginning of the episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe you got snakes. Um <laughs> That was corn, that's stupid, but okay, what you got? That's, that's all right. Um I'm number uh, twenty seven. Um this film, written by someone else, or uh, written by a guy who uh, made uh, two pivotal films in the 90s. Um, this one, not maybe his most popular one, but uh, this one was actually the first one that he wrote. Um, and he couldn't get, he couldn't get the, no, this was, this was the second film he wrote. He couldn't get the first one to green light. And when it came out, I don't think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I got to check my, I got to check my, your hold, notes hold please 
So, as you, we wait for <laughs> Professor it. T here. Um, you can always email us for questions, comments, concerns, show ideas. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us go fuck ourselves or uh, anything about anything. You want to just, whatever, for a chance to win free swag, email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. Yeah, so he wrote, he wrote this one first, um, this movie first. Nobody fucking wanted to touch it, so he went and did this other one, put that one out, and that one became a fucking huge success. And then everyone was kicking this guy's door down. You know how that goes. That's okay. This sounds family. I'm, I, I'm right in the tip of my head. I, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm just giving you a little no, I'm getting. I'm top. actually blushing. Okay. I thought I felt the table move, but... Uh, uh, don't act like you're not impressed. So, <laughs> uh, 1997, like I said, uh, I know what you did last summer. Oh, all right. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, that... Yeah, had a list somewhere or something. Yeah. Had. Got a pretty good cast for young up-and-coming actors. Yeah, Jennifer... Was it Jennifer Gen- Love Hewitt yeah. and Ryan Phillippe's. And that uh, one guy who can't play baseball, Ryan Phil- or, um Well, yeah, Ryan Phillippe probably can't play baseball either. He probably can't, mm-hmm. but uh, that other guy that can't... Uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s. Yeah, okay. Because remember that one movie, Summer Leagues? Yeah. You should see Freddie Prince Jr. had a... Oh, and Sarah Michelle Gellar's. Yeah, oh yeah. That one they so actually are married, yeah. Buffy. That's where they met. Yeah, Buffy. Yep. Freddie Prince Jr., he was in... Uh, it was hilarious. It was in... Um, for Friends, like he was in an episode where really? he was like... Or maybe two of them, like he was a nanny. It was like great... Because, like, uh, so Ross, everybody loves, you know, David Swimmer and Jennifer Aniston. Like, are they going to get together? I know I got to watch the whole series. But we all know there's connection. So, anyways, they had to end up having a kid, like, in the later seasons together. And um, they're trying to find a nanny, and then they, they can't find anybody or, you know. Anyway, so one of them, like, they look at, like, oh, it's highly, re- like, oh, this is a person highly regarded, this person. And it's fucking Freddie Prince Jr. You know, like, like, he had, like, a female name, too, or something, but it's a guy. And then, uh, like, he was, like, he was too intense for them. He was too nice in a way, though. It was just, like, yeah, it was just, like, priceless because to see Freddie Pitch Jr. play this part, though, it was good. Yeah. Uh, well, the, one of the reasons I like this film, uh, definitely not for the acting, mm-hmm. um, but I do like the, I like the setting, you know, so I got that uh, kind of uh, coastal, I think it's in Carolina. I bet you that's, I bet you, I, I'm probably, without doing my research, but just looking from what I remember, it would be like Wilmington area because I know they film a lot of stuff in Wilmington, North Carolina, like you know Dawson's Creek and all that. Yeah, like it's like the right. second, you're, it's you're like right. it's like the East Coast Hollywood is Wilmington, North Carolina, yep. and I would rather film out there anyway too because I think it's gorgeous out there. And there's less hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more rural. Yeah, can nail. I'd personally probably go to Durham. So uh, rally Durham, yeah. Watch. Uh, I want to watch Nuclelouche pitch. Yeah, yeah, for the Durham Bulls. Yeah. I just want to pop in a chaw now. Right off the bull, he gets a free steak. That, like if I if I had to play like um, minor league baseball anywhere, that would be the place to play. Well, you be could say farm, that you'd be in the farm system of the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rays. I, they had a great year. Other than so, I got uh, trade uh, well, trade rape for fantasy cool. baseball though. With uh, you don't want to be playing with Wander Franco's. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say that's why. So, anyways, I, yeah, I got Wander Franco's in fantasy baseball. I didn't draft him at all, okay? Because I was like stacked at uh, like shortstop. I had like Xander Bogarts is pretty solid, right? And then I got um, like the Marcus Simeon from Oh Texas, Texas, yeah, for second base, That's solid. So I, yeah, I was sitting pretty good. And then actually, funny, like I just got a, a year end review of fantasy baseball. I was favored to win halfway through the season, being in first place, just making good decisions, playing the waiver wire, having a great draft, obviously early. Um, and then just dumb shit happens throughout the second half of the season, fall apart, don't even make the playoffs. But one of them was I got trade raped, as I call it. I don't know if that's uh, if somebody's offended. I'm sorry. That's a you problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
like they they treated me Wander Franco and I can't remember who I gave him, but like it was like it was like because I was stacking whatever position, like they needed it, like okay, like Wander Franco whatever, sounds good, let's do it. So I get Wander Franco. Two weeks later, he gets nailed for being a pedo. <laughs> like you do, it's like I ran him at work, and I'm like, dude, you treated me a fucking pedophile, man. <laughs> but like he didn't like it's like what, what do you know? Right. But a devil's advocate, she's 14, he was. 18 at the time, but and that's common practice in Dominican, so mm. not saying it's right, but right. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all, you don't have it? I uh, know what you did? No, I did not have it. It's a good pick, though. I like that one. That was, that was like when I, because when I was doing this, I didn't think I was going to hit 31, really, and I'm, I was at, I was in the 40s or something. Like, or that was like, oh, you had to cut the, it. Yeah, I was, I was on, like, on a cusp. Yeah, that was like pretty close, but. Right on the rim. Nope. So, this one. Number 26, I believe this is based on a Stephen King story. Oh. And I know we did oh. Stephen King last month. Uh, uh, so excuse me again. Lake from Brewery, not to be confused with Great Lakes. Pumpkins. Yeah, pumpkins. I got Sometimes They Come Back for number Dude, 26. I love that movie. That is just awesome movie. It is based on a Stephen King story. It was a kid. But it, it didn't, I don't think we had it in our last list, any of us. No, no, we didn't. But, uh, yeah, that, man... I didn't put it in here, but because I tried to avoid some Stephen King. That's I, I wanted to do it too, but I'm like, I just that movie's just like not a lot of people know it though either. No, That's the thing. No, they don't. And uh, I mean, I love Robert Russler in there. Mm-hmm. I really don't like um, the guy who plays the teacher, the the main guy. I don't really care for him uh, as an actor, but Robert Russler plays the kind of greaser. Uh, yeah, like perfect. He would yeah. be a good Biff Tannen. I'm yeah. saying in an alternative universe, probably you could pull it off. Yeah. So and that sweet car, you know. Yeah. Was it a? With the years, but we could probably be fifty-six, fifty. I, I could be way off because I haven't seen this movie since last year. All right. So, and I've seen how many movies between then. But would it be common error for that? You think I could be way off because I could just Google the picture now and tell you. But I would. It's probably not like probably a fifty-seven Chevy Bel Air or something like that. Because that was a car back then. Is like usually a Chevy Bel Air because those are so common. People love them. They they look cool. They're really easy to customize. So that'd mm. be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Matheson, I think, is the. Uh, yeah, you're right. Main main actor, but now if you if you have a problem with me guessing the car in the movie <laughs> or any complaints with it, how we explain it because we haven't seen it in a while, you can yell at me. Oh, wow, it sounds like I'm drunk and only had a Caddyshack. half a beer. Yep, Caddyshack. Hey, He never slices. Yep. Nope. That's like I put chapstick sometimes and cheat. But um, I'll get into that story later. But uh, anyways, I saw it, your uh, your grips were worn out. Yeah, email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. Next time, be more careful. You know, I caught what he said. Um, but yeah, so sometimes they come back. So pretty much, where that town they're from, like the yeah. So that main guy, the teacher that Troy doesn't care for, like him and his brother were walking on the train tracks, or whatever. And then the bullies show up riding the train. Well, first, why you aren't walking on fucking train tracks? I don't know. Maybe it's you know, obviously a small town. It's quiet. There's not a lot of train action there. But then you got the bullies who're just looking for trouble. And bullies back then were just way more fucking hardcore than they are now. Because now bullies need safe places if you offend them. And they're coming down the track, barreling and stuff. And then his brother and his kid brother end up getting killed and whatnot. Accidentally. Accidentally. And it was just. Yeah, those kids were fucking punks, though. Back then, bullies well, carried switchblades. Yeah, and then, well, the one bully kind of, you could tell, like, he, like, he wouldn't really mean to be involved in that, though, that one kid. 
Yeah, like he was kind of like just because that's his oh, crew. They were all like, "What the hell are you doing?" But what's crazy? Yeah, so when he's this teacher, like all these guys come back and they re like enroll wherever he's teaching, like that were involved in that whole yeah. thing. And it's just it's a mind fuck. Like how does this happen? He's right in a class. Too. But like they're like like they're like ghosts. But yet they can enroll in school here, and then they're just fucking with this guy. Mm-hmm. And people think he's just nuts, but it's not the. It's just that was just. Yeah, you gotta watch the movie. It's pretty good actually. Yeah. yeah. So you don't yeah, have good that one. Pick. No, no, I don't have that one, but good pick on you, though. So speaking of comeback, I'm going to come back. I don't know if I should do, do it to leave it to Cleavers with their American Red Ale or Obi-Wan's, even though it's nothing to do with Star Wars. The, do, do the Cleaver because... I like the Cleaver. It's got a little bit of Halloween vibe to it, maybe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Cleaver knife. I get it. Yeah. get it? Yep, so shout out to my brother-in-law and my sister again. Thank you for such a great birthday present. I got a Lever Cleaver, too. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's good. That's good. That's my favorite one. Cause I'm getting some shit done around the house. That's a red ale. Red ale is really good. Not um, to be confused with the um, uh, red ass baboon. Yeah, then I got this sweet cooler, like I said here, as we've seen. It doesn't look very masculine, but it keeps your beer cool. Who cares, right? Judging. Yeah, no, judge. cold beer is cold beer. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. So. Hashtag diaper bag. Mm-hmm. So. Oh fuck yeah! That's the thing though. What like craft yeah. beer? Like you get it's, every time you pop that open, oh, blows up. Money shot. Mm-hmm. That's alright. A little bukkake. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Japanese dessert. Oh, Japan! Oh, they listen to us, so I'm sure they appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, you funny. <laughs> <laughs> Me love you long time. Look what you They probably say, you guys seem like fucking assholes. Yeah, they probably just deleted us right now. So yeah, but yeah, you know, probably get a tsunami now because of us. Hashtag uh, yeah, or atomic God, bomb. Godzilla. Mm. Bandai, bitches. Yeah, I'll just throw a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one crazy summer <laughs> reference. I caught that. Uh, okay, speaking of, uh, I don't know what I'm speaking of, but uh, it had nothing to do with Godzilla. Or Godzilla. Yeah, but I am on number 26. And uh, this movie was uh, one of those ones where you uh, you want to tell people about it, but you can't really explain it because it would completely ruin the movie you give too much away all right it's one that you you watch one time and it's like okay well i can't really watch it again because it's got the spoiler at the end you know what i'm talking about bruce willis okay it's 1997 what 1999 this one is is it it, um feature that one kid that became overweight as an adult Haley joel osmond yeah 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 holy cow though like you see I haven't seen them in uh, a couple of years, but yeah, no, because this is so random. This is so way in left field. But so Haley Joel Osment got featured in um, NBA 2K19. I don't know how he did or something to do as like an Asian or something. A video game? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but like, I'm like, like, holy shit! But then I saw a picture. Like, like that's no, like, no. He really put on packed. Like, so he was like this. Uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a pervert or a pedophile, but no, I'm saying he's like a like a good-looking young kid, blue eyes, Hollywood, like just. I know, like the I guess the child star, but he's like a what do you like? How do you describe like the like the poster board for a kid in Hollywood? I'm just saying, you know, it fits the build. And then you look at him now; he's like uh, pretty much uh, one shot from getting Ozempic, you know. He probably's got uh, overactive goiter. Kelly Joe. Yeah. Oh, oh, careful there! Christ I almost spilled that. Well, this one like it looks like he lost weight a little bit, but like I'm just pulling up pictures now. But look at him, like right here. Look at that. Look at that man beard he got right here, right there. Oh well. But that, like I'm saying, like well, that's him there. Okay, yeah, he's not bad there. That's a normal build, right? He's like in a boy band build. Maybe he lost some weight, but you see that one though. Oh yeah, yeah. 
bit. So crazy. obviously there's a point though, or looked like he did put on some weight and stuff. Like, look at that. Like some yeah. of them, he's definitely that beard is. He had a good beard though. Holy yeah. cow! Well, that makes his face look big bad, too. but he does look a little bit bigger in those some of those yeah, pictures. Couple, yeah. yeah. So six cents at M Night Shyamalan's. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's, I love that movie actually. That was um, like you see that like you got like, it all makes sense at the end. Well, that's why I like. Not all of his movies, but I like but, the ones where he kind of takes you on a journey, and it's not until the end where it's revealed and it goes back in flashbacks and it kind of puts these pieces together, and you kind of know like, okay, well, it made sense now when you're watching it, all kind of come up as one. You know, the pieces of the puzzle come together, but when you're watching it, you don't pick up on certain things. You know? I got it for thirteen. Oh, Jesus so Christ. So three. Okay. Because I thought number 13, 16 cents, I don't know, just hurt. Oh, yeah, the 16 cents, wow, sounds like I'm fucking high. Oh, the 6 cents, yeah, I, All right. good movie. All right. Bruce Willis, though, he's in rough shape now, I feel bad for him. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, moving forward. Like dementia, you know. Yeah. So this one, this one, hopefully, Professor T knows my number 25 here. Uh-huh. This, one, this one's a reach. Do you know the movie uh, Mikey? Mikey, with the kid, with the kid. Mikey, the kid. What, what did the kid do in the movie? Um, I don't know. Well, Mikey movie. Is this? Um, oh, I'm thinking Milk Money. Oh yeah, no, that one's that, that, <laughs> that was a coming of age film. So let me make sure I confirm the actor. Yeah, so like the kid from Blank Check. Yeah. His he was Mikey in the movie. Mikey, um, you can watch it on uh, Tubi, Peacock, for free, or also Crackle. But this was this was like a crazy crime horror thriller from '92, where um, so Mikey gets passed around from a like his his always his he's a, a kid in the adoption system and he always gets like passed around and stuff. Not like something like like there where somebody does something to him, but he's a he's a sadistic killer and he's a young kid. Oh really? And he films the shit. Like, it's graphic, you know? So, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, you see some, like, he, like, family get, like, some horrific shit happening, like, accidents, and he's fucking filming the whole thing, and he's, like, probably six years old or eight years old. Probably eight to be more, probably eight would make more sense, but it's, like, it's really sadistic, and you really want to see, like, this kid get fucking caught or get, you know, put in a home or something, but, like, there's so many twists and turns, like, what's gonna, like, it fucking blew my mind, this movie. Like, this is deep for Hollywood. This is... Uh, who directed that movie? I do not remember who directed it. And I didn't have time because I was kind of rushed for the show. But definitely, Mikey, check it out. Obviously, like I said, Tubi, Peacock, Crackle. I think Redbox, you can watch it for free, too. It's definitely something like, it's a, what the fuck? Eight-year-old mm-hmm. killer kid filming you? Mm. Weird. And he, I could get some good sun vibes in there, too, if you know what I'm saying. Right. So, Mikey, rated yeah, R, check it out. I was thinking when you were saying So, good sun. Yeah, pretty much if you've seen good sun... Mikey, very similar. Mm-hmm. So I figured that was yeah something in left field you wouldn't expect. Yeah, that was a good pick. That's what we do here. Yeah, you, know? you got a get... little outside the box thinking. That's what people like. Yeah, and I got some cleaver on my sweatshirt there. Cleaver from Cleveland. Yeah, I got that on, the, on the Cleveland sweatshirt. Got some cleaver on it. God dang. All right. Well, speaking of Cleveland, I'm sure this guy's been to Cleveland before a couple times. Um, 1993, Leprechaun. For what number? I have it for 25. For 25? Remember when he went to the hood? Yeah. What's up, my ninjas? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, yeah, that, with the, that movie brought Jennifer Aniston's nose. You know, look at her nose in that movie. Uh, well, I mean, I was, I noticed other things. Yeah, uh, it's a coming of age for him. Not her haircut either. Yeah, so I got it for number sixteen. Actually, I got Leprechaun. There you go. Yeah, that's a great Hashtag movie. Warwick Davis. Yeah, Warwick Davis. Yeah, he's. And they de- they redid like uh, the Leprechaun, like the the original. They redid it maybe two years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the same. They really, really try to do the comedy. I mean, they got that Leprechaun in there talking like more than the regular actors. Like he's like. Uh, I mean, he's got all the lines in there. He's constantly talking, and it's like, holy shit, man. I don't know. Well, it's, I like Warwick Davis because he has, like, the perfect one-liners and little riddles and funny oh, yeah, little he's cues. always rhyming. Yep. Uh, he's yeah. a lyrical. I was gonna, that's actually, I was going to try to add it for my, if I had time for my sounds, I was going to try to get, like, about his gold or me gold or yeah. something. Or, yeah, for Leprechaun on the Hood, you know, a friend with weed is a friend indeed, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah, good pick, number 16 for me. And uh, for any of you uh, old 80s uh, comedy uh, aficionados, remember the movie Teen Wolf? Yeah. So you remember the, the big, uh, fatter basketball player in there, Chubby? Yeah, he was the, yeah, he, he was the painter. With the, he was a cognitively the, challenged in yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think he uses a slingshot and bubble gum better than... Oh, yeah. No, he's... Uh, yeah, that was pretty smooth. But, yeah, so he was in Leprechaun. I was like, man, there's Chubby from Teen Wolf. And then the other guy, too, like that was... Uh, with the black hair or whatever, like the long hair, the other helper guy. Oh, his his um, friend, sidekick, sidekick, whatever. That guy was in some '80s stuff too. I can't remember, but he was a bigger actor in the '80s too. Yeah. But I'd give you more facts about that. But like I said, I was pressed for time, so I didn't really have it. Mm. So Lever kind of good pick. I don't know if I can. I'm gonna heat it up a little bit on you on this one for number twenty-four. Uh, I, I sense a pun, but. Uh, so. You can thank the government for this movie. Making poor choices in the lab. Number 24. She's hurting for some love. Yeah, he got it. I got Species for number 24. Oh, man. Had a major crush on Natasha Hanstridge. She was pretty hot, yeah. And I like it too. It's like, it's kind of funny that line in the movie. It's like, you cloned, uh, or used a, you made her, like, cause they used the alien DNA and human DNA to make this thing, whatever. And, like, you made it a female, thinking it's going to be more docile? Are you serious? <laughs> and it broke out, and obviously all hell breaks loose because you're trying to get preggers. That's the best way to solve, but kind of describe it. But. Right. She knows what she wants, I mean. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you're not, it's kind of like, it's almost like a, if you hook up with her, it's like a bee thing, you know? You know, like what happens with the bees, right? The drone follows the, you know, female, and they do their little dancing, or the queen, and then, um, yep, think of it, like, if you, how bees mate in species, there you go, I kind of ruined the movie for you, but you get the point now. Mm-hmm. Still watch it, though. They have multiple species, so, mm-hmm. I think three of them, at least, there's at least three of them. Yeah. No, that, was a, that was a good pick, too. Come on, Vage film for Troy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know He's like, I, I, I wish you would try to get pregnant for me. Right. Yeah, please come to my house. I don't have a hot tub, but, um. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yep. So we're talking about this this next one. Um, we were talking about it when we were walking into work. I kind of mentioned it the other day. Uh, it was a remake of, a, of an original 68 classic zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, this one where it's like, shit, I should have fucking done it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't add it. it. It's not, uh, obviously, it's not as good as the original, but 
for for it's made by Tom Savini, who is a mass a creative or a special effects makeup artist who's been in so many fucking movies. Yeah, um, he's gonna be featured in a movie they got coming yet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we mentioned Same. him him and uh, like I think throughout our last two Halloween like uh, podcasts, his he's, name comes up. We, like he is king uh, of the horror, king of special effects, bro. Like, like to put it into. Um, Trying to think of like, because I got like, okay, for you Wisconsin people, you get it. Bart Star, he's like the Bart Star of makeup, okay, or the Brett Favre if you want to get newer, or the Babe Ruth for baseball. He's that good. Mm-hmm. Best way to do it. Yeah, because I remember our first podcast, I remember we were drinking the Dark and Dirties. We were drinking some uh, absinthe, our first show oh, for yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Some dirty Cubans we were drinking. Mm hmm. So yeah, uh, yeah. The movie *Night of the Living Dead* uh, came out 1990, directed by Tom Savini, and obviously he did all the effects and stuff like that. Um, Tony Todd's in it. That's why, like, yeah, Tony Todd. Because that's remember because we had when we were walking, I like I mentioned something about Tony Todd. Like, oh, I just saw it, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I just saw that movie too. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, did a pretty good job. I mean, uh, like I said, the effects are are pretty good. Uh, it's the same same story as the original. I mean, basically, to to a T and all that stuff. The lines are obviously different, but concept is still the same. That was a good pick. Like I said, I was I was kind of the fence about it, but I oh, and then uh, I I didn't know this uh, even when I watched it. I didn't know because he's right in the beginning, and I didn't know until the end when I saw the end credits that uh, Bill Moseley mm-hmm. plays Johnny, the guy and the girl in the graveyard in the beginning. Like they're going to get you, Barbara. Uh, didn't even recognize him. He's got a like, blonde, shitty wig and some glasses on. And mm-hmm. doesn't even. I mean, yeah. Even if I fucking saw him now, and I'm like, well, I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, but he plays a creepy dude. Bill yeah. Moseley with the, like the long hair and the beard. And, yeah. yeah. And if you guys know what Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two is, you know him as Chop Top. You do <laughs> lick my plate. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go with the different direction and the opposite side of the decade of the 90s Kevin Bacon is in this film mm-hmm. like you know it already where I'm going oh you, well you said opposite spectrum so I, I it's not what most people are thinking oh. I think it's a different one I think it's the one where his sister right not his sister is it what was his neighbor yeah like the neighbor girl the neighbor puts him under that kind of Bell or whatever. Stir of Echoes? Everything I got is that, that what you're talking about? Stir of Echoes? Oh, yeah. yeah. That is the neighbor that does? They go over no. to her house or whatever and they have that little... Oh, I couldn't remember. As I remember, yeah, being like, he's the only one with that weird shit he was dealing with and then, like, there was something to do with, like, the story with, like, with, with the, that girl that got went missing, that uh, mm-hmm. special needs girl or something like that, yeah. or she was. And then, how, like, the like the neighborhood cover up the whole story or the neighborhood. Yeah, like, that, 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 it had some M. Night Shyamalan twists in that movie. But yeah, Kevin Bacon, like that one, like, my mind fuck a little bit in that movie. But yeah, Satyria Echoes, definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah, that one, I, I could have put it on, I didn't put it on the list for the top 31, but yeah, it's it's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. This one might be on your list because it's, uh, for the 90s, I think it's kind of one of them ones that everyone has seen at least once and... It's pretty, pretty good. Um, Nineteen ninety-six, The Craft. Honorable mention. Oh really? Oh man. 
I like that movie just because it's it kind of goes away from the stereotype of two guys, two girls, or one guy, one girl. You know, it's four main, four girls, four main girls, and they're the ones like calling the shots. You know, they're when they um, all make their little pact or whatever in that woods, and uh, that one uh, dude from. Uh, another movie, you know him as uh, Billy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the movie, but um, he's in here. I think probably one of the, his first movies that he was in. Um, but yeah, he's makes a shitty lie about a girl uh, in the movie that he had sex with her and some relations. never happened. And so uh, she's got some witch powers, and she uh, creates a curse to uh, make him basically be his her slave and love her and but he's like obsessed with her um then things kind of backfire as the movie goes on or whatever with all the girls all the crap, powers yeah. and one's jealous because her powers aren't working so she takes it to a well that sounds like the worst thing to do to like like bug because a lot of things you see like where witches start to come their own when they hit 13 or something 14 and so you got teenage girls so hormones are raging if you're normal and then you give them like the whole Magic powers, that's just asking for a recipe for disaster. Mm. Voodoo vibes. Mm-hmm. Voodoo vibes deep down south. Mm. Voodoo chips are pretty good, though, the flavored from Zappos. Oh, Check those are good out. chips. Yeah, voodoo. Shit. Yeah, yeah, that's a spicy barbecue. I was, was going to do a Cajun. Remember Cajun turners? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Mad Eye? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have oh, you don't have the craft? I don't know. I would say those are my honorable mention. That was like, yeah. If I we went to 47, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. No, nah, somewhere in between. It's probably high 30s. <laughs> but I'm going to raise you on this one. I'm going to go, this one, you like the main actor in this movie, I'll tell you that. This movie also features a cameo of other good horror actors, too, in between here and there. I got 22. I got Witch, Wishmaster for 22. Oh, no. The gin? Yeah, the gin. No, didn't didn't make it. The gin. What's that guy's name again? Like, cause, like he's, he's also in Toy Soldiers. The main dude? Yeah. Uh, isn't it like uh, um, Vincent? Was, no, I thought he. I thought he played uh, Highlander. Lambert, Christopher Lambert. No, you're way Not off Christopher there. Christopher Lambert. No. Um, he, yeah, like I said, he was in that Toy Soldier movie. For a much. Wishmaster. It's like as we're both trying to like Google it here. What's his name? Andrew Diva, yeah. Oh, Debo? Divoff, Divoff, whatever his name is. And then he had uh, Robert England, you know, he was had a cameo appearance in the movie, Freddy Krueger's. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the Wishmaster is like, he's uh, he, evil genie is the best way to put it, evil genie. And um, no matter how you try to pick, the, like, you don't want to wish from him, put it that way. You will, uh, it doesn't end well for you. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, uh, it's a it's a different take on a on a on a classic um, story, but uh, Francis Ford Coppola did it. All right, um, a little long. The movie's pretty long. All right, hopefully I have it. And uh, I guess um, really, who steals the show for me is uh, um, Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah. So what number you got that for? I got it for number 22. I, I got it way, way, I got way lower. Ram Stoker. Yep. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. John Wick. Yeah. His but girl in there too? His girlfriend? 
Winona Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, 1992. You described it all for me right there. I got it for number 10. Man, yeah, because that Gary Oldman, like, just the many faces he has in that movie, like, like the old decrepit, like, <laughs> Dracula, then the young Dracula, he's rocking the stunner shades with the top hat, and uh, just well kept together. And that fucking pale gray suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, that long hair. Yep. And then he's, and it, it, then he's banging, uh, what's oh, his name? Oh, he's banging everyone. He's, yeah. he's got her, he's in, like beast, a, he's in beast mode uh, mm-hmm. in the courtyard, laying her on the, that, mm-hmm. in the middle of that rainstorm, he's in, he's in dog mode. You know, he was giving her the full wolf. Yeah. And but then he was he was Mr. Rats. He was a pile of rats at one point. He had a lot of different, uh, you know, um, personalities. When he's <laughs> he like the take old, on different, you know. That was creepy as shit though. When he'd be like the old thing, like the old looking guy. <laughs> and then he could go like how he could transform himself into different like yeah. it was like smoke almost or was it or like mist or something or yeah. fog. It was just weird. Yeah. He's, yeah, he had a lot of different characteristics. That was a really good Dracula one, yeah. It was. Keanu Reeves, though, I felt bad for him a little bit. He was cursed. Yeah. All right, so for me here, because I'm just checking where we're at, so after I do number 17, when I get down to that, we'll take a break, because then that, because the 16, you already crossed that bridge already for us, because it was a match. So I got, looking here, number 21, I got John Lithgow film. Oh, I know what you're Yeah, talking. Raising Cain, John Lithgow. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, that guy is underappreciated for the acting skills he has in that movie. Like, Because John Lithgow, you can think of him as Harry and the Hendersons, or like Third Rock and the Sun when that was on the 90s. Well, I think of him as uh, Ariel's dad in Footloose. Oh, yeah, that's right, the pastor, yeah. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't want anyone dancing in his town, but um. yeah. but like the the cab like he's I don't know if he's like a schizophrenic is the best way to do because he or by I think it's schizophrenic he had like that split personality where it's he's like this badass dude you know and then with the glasses on leather jacket like and he's just a deviant sociopath killer and then you got the other side of him that's like has some humanity to it too and it just seemed like there's a war going on in his head and people are ending up missing and whatnot. Yeah, so Raising Cane, that's probably one of John Lithgow's best performances yeah. by far. Mm-hmm. Well, don't no, have it. Didn't didn't have that one. Um, got another sequel here for my number twenty-one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, came out in nineteen ninety-four. Some really good special effects, makeup-wise, uh, and some <laughs> some cheesy-ass one-liners, but. That's what you're gonna get when you got like a young cast. Uh, I should say young, but young, younger, younger college college cast. Uh, the Night of the Demons Part Two. You think I'd have had that? You think I don't I'd... know. I, a lot of people haven't even seen the first Night of the Demons. Afraid, and obviously, yeah. So, spoiler alert. We go back and because I think our first year for horror movies did our. I think yeah, year one we did our top 80s horror movies. Night of the Demons was my number one horror movie, <laughs> which is a cult classic that didn't really catch on until years after that movie came out. It's hard to it's hard to get. I mean, I tried. I, I bought it on Amazon. And it was like twenty bucks. Uh, you got fucking ripped off, too. No, I got the Blu-ray version. Oh, well, yeah, you got special, the special effects and all the features. yeah, all the special features. So, because yeah. yeah, Night of the Demons usually every year you're gonna find it like on Amazon Prime's if you're a streamer. Usually Amazon Prime has it. It's oh, it's like a simple movie, but it's so. Like the special effects are awesome for the time. You talking about the first one or 
Yeah, the first so, one, yeah. yeah. The first one, yeah. The first one, obviously. So, but the second one, yeah, I just... The second one's pretty much the same. I mean, it's it's a sequel where it's like, man, that, that could have been uh, just a four-hour-long movie and it's the same, same, same shit. Same thing, yeah. No, that's you know? a great pick, man. I wish I... I'm ashamed I don't even have it. Wow. Yeah. Because I figure, too, like, if I put that on, like, oh, typical Justin, you know. <laughs> JB Ham's there. Yeah. No, but um, this one, I got a, another thriller here. A Tim Robbins film. Well, you're going more, more of a psychological film. Yeah, I noticed, I, I noticed that when I did this, I had that, but I just, I, I wanted to put this in there because uh, this is, like, you could relate being a veteran a little bit with PTSD. Now, I don't have PTSD, but other veterans with PTSD coming back from Vietnam and just being fucked in the head. And then, like, he has his uh, girlfriend that's trying to keep him chill, and then his ex-wife is still trying to, you know, like, be there for him, too, because he's losing his fucking mind and he's trying to live a normal life. And they, I'm sure you get divorced, probably, because, you know, she doesn't know how to deal with you and you're not the same person. And then, he, you know, you got a girlfriend that loves you, and, like, she doesn't like seeing you suffer, and they're trying to support him, and they can't help him, really. And then... Um, yeah, he could say, yeah, it was Tim Robbins. He's the mail carrier. He's just trying to live a normal life. And then he just has all these crazy flashbacks and sees this crazy shit in Vietnam. And then he sees some demonic shit, too. It's all over the place. And he's just trying to escape from his own head. Right. It's a long one, but a good one. Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, yeah it's a solid movie. I did not have that. Um, so this next one... Um, Actually, I'd never seen it. Okay. And uh, but I saw the reviews on it. And I'm like, man, this sounds really, really good. Uh, I'm just gonna go cold. I'm gonna cold buy it, and then uh, if it sucks, oh well. But ended up being really good. Uh, came out in 1996. It's called Bad Moon. No, oh, I know. I haven't seen Bad Moon. You ever saw Bad Moon? Bad Moon. Bad Moon. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up because uh, I didn't have really time to write all the ins and outs down, but. It's a werewolf movie, obviously. I said uh, said that, but um, so this guy, he's sort of a, um, I guess you call him one of them explorers or whatever. And he gets attacked in the jungle, um, gets bitten by this uh, beast, and uh, well, obviously it was a, a lichen. Uh, I mean, he gets gets the curse, and so then it flash flash forward like two years, and uh, he's living in Washington and his sister has a son and then if you like German Shepherds you mm. really should watch this movie too because uh, the dog is basically like uh, probably like the uh, protagonist in the in the film I'm just seeing that the pictures here and the special effects look pretty good the for special, 96 that's what we get to uh, oh I even know spoil that yeah spoiler um, the wolf effects mm -hmm. makeup great uh, the blood effects great uh, the dog uh, action sequences mm -hmm. really good if you're a dog person or you like German Shepherds I can relate uh, to that one so yeah I know you would probably like it I got it if you want to borrow it but uh, I also see for you streamers out there too it's available on 2B Peacock and Sling Redbox Crackle Amazon all for free for free you can stream anywhere pretty much really? the streaming service you can stream it for free right now well you yeah stream it for free but uh, I have the blu-ray that special features and a behind the scenes bonus footage that you guys can't get so I'll stream all you want but no I recommend it highly um, well guess who the narrator in that movie is well, I don't know so then obviously the narrator for that film I haven't seen it but it's a narrator the tall man 
Oh, Angus Grimm. Angus Grimm. Yeah, is the, is the narrator for bad that movie. Gosh. That's awesome. Dang. I definitely want to check. Like, just no, oh, never mind. I take that back. I am so sorry. So I was multitasking there. So spoil. I ruined it for you guys. Um, so because I clicked twice, Wishmaster, mm-hmm. Angus Grimm. Oh, backtrack. Yep. So I knew. Ah, uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm like, oh, he did that too? Okay, never mind. That was not no. for Bad Moon. I'm, I never trust a phone. Thanks a lot, Google. Mm-hmm. Just unreal. But yeah, uh, Bad Bad Moon. Um, wow, that that was that was probably the surprise pick out of here because, like I said, I never even heard of it and uh, never seen it and bought it off just good reviews that I read up on and sounded pretty cool. But yeah, the um, the effects really really awesome. That's what we should do sometime again. Let's do our reviews. Remember, like we're reading the reviews, the Amazon, Amazon reviews. Well, the bad thing about it is, is you're reading them live, and it's yeah. like, fuck, it took so long. You're going, you know, like yeah. you're scrolling through. It's just funny though. Up. Some of that shit was hilarious. So, but, but man, there were people just write fucking like, like I'm, goddamn like who, paragraphs over something. Like, like I almost gotta find the happy median. I don't need your whole fucking life story and stuff. Like just a quick synopsis, like like garbage or not. And then some people, it's like. Oh, you know, I bought this movie for my grandson. This isn't really a pro. Well, maybe you should read the fucking box, read the ratings. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, buy him Bad Moon. Bad Moon, check it out. Brings families together. It does. So this one here, this is a cult classic here. This movie. Oh, oh I, I have it. When I was a kid, I just, I, I loved it. I'll even give you a clue here. Oh, it sounds like geese. That was from Mars Attacks. Oh. Tim Burton's Mars Attacks. Yeah, yeah. That movie's like uh. stupid funny though. And then so like the ack ack, that's how the aliens talk. And then when they came to Earth, they were trying to communicate with him. And uh, Billy Joel, whatever that was, I think. Um, that didn't work out pretty good. The ack 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 ack. They took that as aggression and started shooting everybody. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I didn't have uh, Mars Attacks. It, it's stupid funny. No, that's a good movie. What? I can't remember because I haven't seen this movie like probably ten years, but I just I remember just the ack ack. But like, wasn't there something with music that makes your heads explode or something? Something makes your heads explode. I couldn't remember. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I gotta see it again, but you definitely you'll check out because if you get a sense of humor, you'll like that movie. Mm-hmm. Or for our friends in Michigan, you do some vitamins and watch that movie. It's a trip. Shit. So you don't have that one. No, I don't. We will have my next one, but I'll wait. Okay, number nineteen. 1991, more of a family, more of a kid-friendly movie this one is, but I got a kick out of it. Um, 19 for you? Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. The Adams Family. <laughs> That's a good pick. That I don't was, have those two snaps. Yeah. Just because it's, uh, you know, you got to have the Adams Family for yeah. Halloween. I do like, um, what's his, well, yeah, Angelica, was it? Houston? Houston, yep. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, it's something I missed, the Angelica Houston. So I went from The Frighteners on 31 to 29 for Halloween Town. I skipped number 30. Mm. But the good thing I caught it now, because it was like, one of our numbers were different here the whole time. Like, what's going on here? This okay. Because my font size changed. Because I, when I did this, it was... font like you're from... I know, like the, like the words and stuff, like like The Frighteners and to Halloween Town, there's like a big difference in the size of the words. Mm. 
So I missed for number 30, this is Angelica Houston. I had The Witches. Dude, see them stack of movies right behind you? Yeah, maybe, you get, maybe pick the third one on the top. The Witches. <laughs> so yeah, cause I, I, yeah, so I'm taking away from Adam's hand, like I said, Angelica Houston, but yep. That movie as a kid, because like when they were some ugly witches, dude. And then, Drew Hen- or uh, Jim Henson. That was a Jim Henson. Yeah. Shit, make because the noses are definitely Jim Henson like. Like yep. it's kind of like, what's that movie? That's uh, the Chris, like the Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. It's a, like like yeah, it kind of has that kind of vibes. Yeah, you watch that or the Labyrinth. Yep. You know, you call them so yep, the witches. Yeah, so I got number thirty for the witches. I had because that was see that that's also young age kind of traumatizing and give you nightmares. And then don't they like they have to eat the children or something kind of thing? And then she turns that one little boy into a mouse. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool because you could do like like play with toys and shit a little bit and drive that little car and shit. Yeah, like Stuart Little. But so number thirty had the witches. You didn't have that one, did you? No, I didn't. But yeah, it was on the it was on the it was on the list. But she does, she still looked like she looked fine in those movies. She got put on a lot more weight later in life, Angelica Houston. Mm-hmm. And then you got Raul Julia, you know, as a uh, Gomez. Gomez. No, oh, no. And then you got uh, our guy from Christopher Lloyd, <sighs> Uncle Fester, the best Uncle Fester. And then you had that, uh, what's her name for Wednesday? Christina Ricci. Yep, yeah, young Christina Ricci. Yeah. Adam Sally Values also came out around the same time. I don't have that one, but that's also, I like Adam Sally Values. Well, and, and the guy that plays Lurch is a good Lurch in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know the actor's name, but mm-hmm. he did a really good job playing uh, Lurch. Uh, just, yeah, kind of a cool movie. Uh, I always thought when uh, like Adam's Family movies came out, I always thought like Tim Burton would be a good director to make an Adam's Family movie. Mm-hmm. So, but I know he actually. Of course, we just had Rob Zombie make the monsters, and now uh, that was uh, complete. The uh, fucking terrible. Yeah. That was so bad. Like, don't get me started. Yeah, no, you got me all upset. So, Cause I thought I'd give it. I thought I'd give it a chance. You know what? Because a lot of his stuff usually it's like kind of too gory to begin. Like it gets to that point where it's like, what the fuck. Like certain things, I'll give him a like. Was it like this first Halloween I was okay with? And then after that, it got a little crazy. Fucking horrible. Yep. But uh, yeah, that, it was like you. I, I don't know how you get the time back in your life from watching the monsters. I watched it three times to try to force myself to like it because I like the monsters. I like the original monsters, the TV show. Uh, but for all the work they put in that set, to for how much they used it, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, fuck, that was. It leaves you like, if you take away the first hour and a half of the movie, or almost the whole thing, you get the last 20 minutes, I want no more of that shit. Well, I didn't mind some of the characters, you know, like, uh, what was the uh, the, the wolf guy, the, the cousin, the wolf mm-hmm. guy, pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Um, the bald crypt keeper uh, with the mustache guy that gets whacked in the head in the mm-hmm. beginning. Like they had like some cool secondary characters. Nosferatu yep. is a cool character, but um, the guy who plays Herman Munster, uh, uh, Daniel Jeff Jeffrey Daniels, something whatever his name is. Um, like I get Herman Munsters. I don't want this to turn into a fucking Rob Zombie with the Munsters. Like bitch fest, soapbox bitch fest. Um, but yeah, that 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 guy, um, I just didn't like the way he, he came off. And I get Herman's kind of goofy, and he doesn't know any better, and all that. And but man, and then uh, you know you have to have uh, Rob Zombie's wife and everything. So. Cherry Moon, not Cherry Moon. That's not. It's Cherry Moon, yeah. That's yeah, Cherry Moon, yeah. Like I get it, your wife's still hot for her age, but I don't care. You don't have to put her in everything unless like, but you don't have to live with her. He does, so maybe he has to deal with some shit. Well, it's his movie. He can he can put whoever he wants in it, but like. 
if you want to be respectable and you're trying to make a movie, it's like you're, you're, he's, he's just making the movie for himself and stuff like that. He doesn't make movies for anyone else. His music's still good, but not that. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll listen to you, but not your music, but not your fucking movies. Right. So it's on me again here. So I got to do two more movies here, and then we'll go to a break. And we'll see where you're at, too. Since I still can't believe it, I can't believe I forgot the witches up there, but at least we got it in the mix here, so we're good. Moving on. Number 18, I got Arachnophobia. Okay. What number you got that for? I got it for number seven. Ugh. What the fuck are you losing in the basket? I don't know. I had a pl- I, we needed a sound. Uh, I don't know. It was I tried getting that thing when you put it in the van, like, like that, but I like for, to get the clip. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So, Arachnophobia number 18. So, I guess it, like, you got uh, Jeff Daniels in that movie, of course. Um, but uh, I guess since it's your... Why don't you take it away since it's, you got more so... Uh, yeah, it's... It's not scary or anything like that. It's Big Bob. It's like comedy. You know, you got... You got uh, What's his name? John Goodman. Yep, John Goodman. Bug, bug killer, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Rails, really, really get, get. I got rid of the arachnid mm-hmm. when he says that when he's looking for it in the bathroom and he can't find it. Or mm-hmm. But he goes outside and then there's that one and he puts about a half a tank of uh, um, bug spray all over it and then steps on it because he can't get it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to die when he sprays it and he just walks up and steps on it. Yeah, he's on. like that lovable character in the movie, mm-hmm. the best way to describe yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's got uh, it's got some pretty good special effects with the with the spiders, mm-hmm. especially the nest at the end of the movie. Um, and Jeff Daniels kind of plays the freaked out role pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of uh, what do you say, family friendly or kid friendly movie? It's not horrible, yeah. Um, but if for people that don't like spiders, I could see them getting freaked out. But I don't know what that's like, so. People got uh, arachnophobia. Yeah, because like the movie starts, like people are just dying, and people have no idea what the hell's going on, or people are dying from. Mm-hmm. And it's like these little, yeah, like it turns out to be all these little spider bites and stuff. So, the spider that they use in that movie, because okay, because I I was gonna tell you what I thought it was, but then I just googled it just because I I was in the right path, but I. It's uh, from New Zealand. That spider that they use. It's like a, a brown huntsman spider native to Australia and New. Oh, it's been introduced to New Zealand, but it's from Australia originally. So Huntsman, those are big. Yeah, so the Huntsman, though, they start small, like those little tiny babies. But like they get, it's like, look at that shit right here. Just looking massive. Everything's like in Australia will fucking kill you. I know. I'd be, I would never want to live there. Heads. Yes, they, yeah, these are just, look at that, it's just massive. Like, that's an elite that's pretty big, but, yeah, they just turn into, like, yeah, imagine seeing that shit, so... Yeah, look at that. They're tiny and then psh, blow up, man. Now, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Hashtag look out in your popcorn bowl. I don't think they're poisonous. They just pack a punch when they bite. No, yeah, I don't I don't think they're poisonous, but... I wouldn't want I'm to... sure if you saw one on the wall, you'd fucking freak out if you didn't. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, a small one looks like a brown recluse, and then they get to the size of like a fist. Not even, no, more than a fist. It's like a, like a, it could cover your whole like head. a lobster. Yeah. A rock lobster. Yeah, red lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Red lobster, huh? <laughs> Are you Asian or something? <laughs> hey, yeah, hey. we got we just got Japan on the list. Yeah, oh, already, oh so yeah, he, sorry. He was just kidding. We so sorry. All right, yeah. Miyagi, though. Yeah, yeah, we're fucking canceled. Um, 
All right, so you just did arachnophobia. <laughs> red wraps. So I got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, red wrapster. Huh? So, yep. You're yep. number one. Um, so what number are you going to be on next here before I go? Uh, number 18. All right, so I'm going to do number 17 here, and then I got to take a break after that, and then I'll wait till you get to, mm-hmm. after you do your 16. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll take a quick commercial break. Um, let the fans go to the bathroom, maybe refresh themselves a little bit. You know, they can enjoy some fantastic beats provided by the movie professors. And they can also give a chance during the break to email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com tell us how we're doing. Maybe want some free swag. Mm-hmm. But number 17, this is a Tom Cruise film. I got the interview with the vampire. I thought about putting it, I didn't. That's a, based didn't on the Anne Rice novel. Actually, the book's obviously way better than the movie, but um, I thought it was awesome. Because yeah, was a Christian Slater was interviewing him in that, but like the whole story with that, I thought it was well done. I, I like the history behind it. I just like, like it was just a cool casual vampire just telling his experiences and stuff. And I don't know, I just like it's a long one, a good one. The interview with the vampire, check it out. And then it brings us an early Kirsten Dunst as well in that movie. Yeah, I, I I like I like the concept of having him interview him in the room, yeah. Brad Pitt. You know, and stuff like that. And Brad Pitt's kind of telling the backstory and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it loses. I feel like it went a little bit too long. It, it loses me. Every mm-hmm. time I try to watch that movie, I'm like, well, this is this is it. I'm at that point where it's like, man, interesting. Kind of gets fades out a little bit, and then back to you know at the end. You know, I don't want to spoil it, but but take too long to get there. That's a problem. Yeah, there's a big long gap in between. Like, Fuck, there ain't really anything interesting going on. So oh, so read the book only, for sure. Read the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. An interview with the vampires. Not yeah, bad. A graphic novel. You gotta be patient. Though mm-hmm. you gotta be patient. Yeah. It's like it starts out hot, and then it's like okay, and then yeah. If you can get suffer through it, maybe take a break and because it's like a what, two and a half hour movie, I think two and a half hours. Yeah, it's pretty long. Right. You, you didn't have that one. No, uh, no, I honorable mention. Yep. But what do you got a hashtag there for? I was gonna hashtag convertible. <laughs> <laughs> So back over to me, number 18. Uh, I think I've talked about this movie before. Um, 1990 came out super over the top, more comedy than horror. Uh, it's not horror at all. It's just fucking straight comedy and straight bonkers. But uh, Frankenhooker. I thought about putting it be funny. <laughs> just because it's like, man, when you take uh, the concept of Frankenstein and you turn it into your wife being... Chopped up, and you're gonna make her uh, with a bunch of pieces from hookers. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. And I mean, some of the special effects are pretty damn. No, good. no, I no, I'd agree. I mean, see, because I thought I was like, it's like fuck you, like Frank and Huck, like this is it. I'm, like, I'm sure Troy's seen that, but like, like I put it in there because like, oh, I own it. No, I should I should even question it. I should know him better. Yeah, but, yeah, that's a good good pick. I don't have it on this list, but yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, for anyone who's uh, looking for for a film, if you've ever seen some of the stuff from the '80s, uh, the Basket Case. Mm, yep, that would be uh, you. You know, Frank and Hooker made by the same same guy who made mm-hmm. Basket Case. So it's on you and. Uh, but like guy said, I got I had to take a break. I'm at 15 next. So taking a break. So, so what what do you got next? Cap. I got number 17. Well, I'll keep going then. Okay. Until we get to until you get right before 15, we'll take. My number 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, only reason I really like this movie uh, is for is for Betty White. 
the Betty White character just gets me in this film. In this film. Fuck yeah, I, I know what this movie is already. Yeah. Is it in the long? It's um. She's a, she plays Mrs. Birchmeyer. Yep. Uh, come and get it. Mm-hmm. And she's feeding that uh, crocodile. But uh, mm-hmm. Lake Placid. Like, uh, so that's where I don't mention. So between Anaconda and Lake Placid, I was only gonna pick one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it was a, what's his name that he's a he entertains a shit out of me in that movie. The Oliver, what's his name, the actor? Oh, Oliver Sykes. Yeah. Or no, no, not Oliver Sykes. Who fucks Oliver Sykes? Isn't that an author? Uh-huh. Um, I know we talk about the Hispanic guy. He's got the gold. Yeah, he just he's just like he's like that asshole friend that everybody has. Uh, yeah, no, he's not. Yeah, he's not even Hispanic. I don't think. Um, but I know you're talking about. Yeah. Because his name's on the it's like his name was on the cover of the movie. Pratt. Oliver. Pratt. Uh, Oliver. That's it. Oliver Pratt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was a great... They made a lot of off... Already called extra or sequels. Him, him and, yeah, him and uh, the cop got a good banter back and forth. Oh, it was hilarious. But yeah. Betty White's got some good one-liners in there. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, but, like, how... Did, like, like she, the story, though, how the alligator got lured there with her husband and stuff. Like, what the fuck? Mm. That was kind of way out there. But, yeah, it's funny with the shit because she, she keeps feeding yeah. the damn thing. Well, then she goes to... Like, those cops are like, oh, they got to look at her property and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and um, they kind of starting to... Make her feel bad about her husband being gone and all that and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. uh, officer." Fuck me. Mm-hmm. She said, "Calls him fuck me." I was just like, "That's just funny." Like, yeah, she was a she, she was, was a, pretty spry, yeah. sassy old lady. She well, goes, "If uh, if I had a dick, this has been the part where I tell you to suck it." <laughs> I was just saying, Betty White saying that to a cop is just, so fucking good. But like, I guess this this just hit me now with Betty White because I believe she fed him a cow, didn't she? But that's expensive, man. Dairy, like that's even back then for a whole cow to feed it to an alligator is really expensive. You can't out because that's that's a couple grand, you know. And, uh, I'm being generous here, but yeah, I don't know. But I guess if her maybe she she was sitting on a nest egg, yeah, you know, I mean, she had golden girls' money, so hey, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna say this right now because I got let me get another sip so I got the courage to hit. He's feeling the cleaver, not really, no, because I gotta hit the cleaver in the meat, uh. I gotta hit the restroom up pretty soon here because of all this um suds. Suds, yes, sir. So Rue McClellan, who played Blanche in Golden Girls, like she's like, you know, talking about always her sexual escapades and endeavors. And um I think slut. That's all I think when I say like slut, you know, like, oh I'm doing Yeah, because it was a, I thought a lady never tells, right? A lady never tells. Our gentleman never asks, lady never tells. I think I got that saying right. So every episode, she's talking about who she checked up with who and this, that, and then coming of age stuff. I'm like, you're not a lady, dude. That's not really lady like to be sharing your, your sexcapades, you know? But that was just me going on a tangent. Damn, man. That cleaver's hitting you hard, man. Yeah, she's, you know, she's, she's a wild, wild stallion. Mm hmm. So you didn't have Lake Placid? Like I said, it was between Anaconda and Lake Placid who I was going to throw in there. And I want the Anacondas. His Anaconda don't want none of these bumps. Mm-hmm. You can do side bumps or sit-ups. <laughs> you, know, you want me to go or are we taking a break after this? So which one do you got next coming up? 16. 16? So yeah, you just do 16 and we'll take a break. 16. Uh, 1991 film. The uh, first film for this young big Hollywood star now uh, at the time he was uh, just a 15 year old kid but uh, Critters 3 I Critters honorable mention I <laughs> thought I would do in Critters <laughs> yeah I know anyone knows me I love the Critters yeah, series but, uh, yeah Critters 3 you know they go uh, they go to New York New York City here but um, 
Leonardo DiCaprio plays in in the movie. He's not the main character, but he's uh, kind of a supporting supporting character. A bit part, I guess, a bit role. Maybe that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I just love the kid. You know, I love I love the critters uh, characters. It's a great great look, uh, great little puppet. Um, and there's so many of them, you know, they can do some damage mm-hmm. for how small they are and stuff like that. I was going to say, Critters 2 is probably coming of age tale for you, though. Critters 2? <laughs> yeah, coming of age. <laughs> yeah, when they all gang up on one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Critters 3. Critters 3. All right. Uh, you can't go wrong with any of Critters movies, so. No, you can't. No. Check them out. Yep. I think they have about. Well, they, they probably do for a new Critters movie. Yeah, well, we're doing here. It's been, say, it's been about 20 years, you know, one. For, for sure, definitely. They at least got four or five of them. Yeah, it's an, yeah. You know, okay, let's ask Google real quick. Just because there was Critters 4 in space, and then I think that was it. Maybe How many Critters movies are there made? Five. <laughs> she said that like a fucking matter of fact. Like, she, a bitch knew what she's talking about there. So if Critters 4 was in space. Ask her if Critters have penises or vaginas. I'm not going to ask her about Critters' oh, sex organ. Okay. Many, that's probably open a Pandora's box and a bunch of other stuff. I don't know how Google... Who is that? It's like just it's not like the Siri, like the iPhone. It's just the Google, you know, like the Google Assistant. Google Assistant? You want to know? She has a special name for me, though. I bet. What's my name? Your name is MacGyver. <laughs> and uh well as the because uh, when i fix shit i just fucking wing it <laughs> yeah we probably just lost two countries on yeah that. that's one up all right so we're gonna take a quick break here Belgium joined yep we're gonna drink some uh more of our <laughs> fantastic <laughs> beverages here get refreshed and then uh come back so if you have any questions comments concerns email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com Mm-hmm. Hashtag movie professors. Hashtag Cleaver. Hashtag Leave to Cleaver. Omega Brewing Experience. Beaver. And welcome back to part two, Movie Professor's 90s horror slash Halloween films. Coming to you live from the Star City Studios, Notch Vegas, Wisconsin. You can also listen to us. Well, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other stuff. But I meant to say is you can look at um, the Star City Candles on the face pages or Instagram. Check out Professor T or Star City Candles. And you can email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com for a chance to win free swag. Give us questions, comments, concerns, ideas about the show. We'd love to hear from you. Also, maybe if you'd like to just release some hot sound to outtakes that we like to make before the show, maybe we'll release them. Email us at movieprofessor at gmx.com. Oh. Are you right, Professor T? Yeah, no, yeah, with those. <clears throat> we just, we, we, we said an outtake that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, like it's, uh, we're not ready to release it yet, but like, so normally. We put it in the archives. Yeah, the archives, so. If I would say them all, I probably could do an episode I should do is throughout the years if I could have done all our outtakes and stuff. <laughs> I could also see what I got for them, but like I could just do a whole show on outtakes of the shit. Because what I do is. Oh, that would be funny. I don't know. Some of it stuff is like we'll get canceled for sure. But even though uh, we did lose our little ad revenue we had, because they used to, have, for, if you listen to the show for a long time, with the anchor.fm ad for, you know, like, you know, me promoting anchor or whatever for, you know, how simple it is to do a podcast. 
I conveniently go on a Bud Light ramp. I don't talk anything bad about the transgender community, and somehow I'm an asshole because I just said, hey, I feel like you're singling out other, like the females themselves. And all of a sudden, because I had my opinion on Bud Light, not belittling them, but just saying my point, we lost our ad revenue. Not that it matters. Not that we ever cash out because we don't make shit, but we lost our ad. So it's kind of funny. Dang. But yeah, so I think I should do a show of all our outtakes, though. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, this one we had, we were crying. Like, yeah, man. It was like, because he thought, I was like, cause I said something really fucking, I'm not going to say it, but I said something really fucking stupid and sensitive right now. And then, like, he's I thought like, it was live. You are doing a sound check. I go, you can't say that. Like, he's getting super pissed at me. Like, dude, it's like a fucking sound check. I'm trying to tell. He's like, 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 no, you can't say that. Trust me. You can't even say anything. I'm not going to even give a hint of what I said. But he was fucking pissed. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't pissed. I was scared. I was. <laughs> but like, I was like, tell him, no, I wouldn't fucking do that to you. That's yeah. what friends don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm two beers in and I'm the fucking asshole? No, Professor T was a sound check. Oh, yeah. It was pretty, it was It was good though. So well, either, long story short, we saved it. So if you want to get us released, email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. If I got 50 people saying release it, I will. Then, then uh, well. Uh, I'll say release. I say release it. There's 49, 49 people. 49 people will say like, "What the fuck was said?" Yeah. I will release it whenever. Whenever we hit 49 people asking for that, mm-hmm. open records requests. Movieprofessors at gmx.com. Are you should get off. Yeah. So we, we left off uh, um, halfway through. I did my th- uh, number 16. So uh, we're on you. Whatever you're. Uh... You're on me. So I'm gonna kick off the second half here. So I was going to give a little shout out to the product on nicotine pouches because I used to be a do a chew for many years and so my whole time in the military actually went on 17 on up. Yep. A little chop. And now I got on nicotine so I got all the power of the wintergreen at 8 milligrams and it doesn't, I don't lose a jaw. Mm-hmm. Check them out. You can give them, uh, buy uh, one, get one free at your local quick trip sometimes. All right, but back to business here. Uh, so this is Arnold Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> We're gonna party like it's 1999. Boom, Little prince for you people. I got End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Looking for Thomas Aquinas. Uh, yeah. End of Days. Uh, the guy that played Satan was or the devil was pretty good too. That uh, Irish actor, I can't remember his name. But yeah, so End of Days film, obviously a uh, uh, ch- apocalyptic film type thing where ch- no, trying he's to. He's a detective, right? Yeah, he's a detective. <clears throat> I believe, and then they had the. Yeah, because something got awakened, the angel th- or demon thing got awakened with something to do with the Christ blood or something like that. I guess it's, I haven't seen this movie in like 10 years, not going to lie, but I remember like, wow, that was awesome. So end of days, definitely checking out. And a little known fact here, so Father Kovac from that movie, I could be pronouncing it wrong, it's been so long. I didn't realize that was Rod Steiger was in that movie. Mm. And then like Rod Steiger, well, if you listen to shows Within the last year or so, I gave Rod Steiger a shout-out for being one of the biggest actors in Hollywood that was always underappreciated. Because Rod Steiger was the guy that fucking grounded out every fucking film role. Pardon my French. That's not French. It's all right. But anyways, yeah, Rod Steiger, he had put a lot of time doing shit roles before he paid his dues in Heat of the Night movie that came out in, like, was it 65? Whatever it was, I could be off on the year. And that's what finally got Rod Steiger on the map. Well, to Rod Steiger, um, you know, he was in 1958. Um, or no, 1962. On the waterfront, I mm-hmm. he played the Marlon Brando's brother in that movie. I want to say it came out in maybe sixty two or sixty three. I 
Don't quote me. Dude, he's a good act. Like yeah, he was yeah, a rest in peace. But like, like there's, but that guy did every single role you could possibly do. And shit roles didn't matter. A role, B roles, um, whatever made money. He was like, I'm, I'm making money and I'm getting experience. And that's that's how he perfected the craft of acting. And mm-hmm. it took him so long before he got like recognized for his awesomeness. But great actor. So, mm-hmm. but end of days, you got it. No, I don't. All right, don't got that. Um, for number uh, 15, got another kind of, uh, I mean, like in the 90s, kind of like the... the well, the 90s horror. Right. But you know how they, um, a, a lot of the themes had to do with like high school? I, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Like, cause, yeah, I guess the Varsity Blues and stuff. Spoiler. Well, no, how, um, like the horror movies. Oh, I was thinking of like 90s. I was thinking boy bands. I know that was a big thing and boy bands. all that stuff and American oh. Pie movies. That sounds like something we can get into later. Right. For a different time. Hashtag uh, McDonald's or homemade moving. Yep. <clears throat> well, uh, just tell uh, your mother that uh, you uh, made it. Ate it. Uh, I think he's trying to get illegal channels here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> illegal channels? <laughs> that was. <laughs> oh, I, I, I want to talk to you, Jim, about something. You know, um, something called masturbate. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into I, that. I, 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 yeah. yeah. So like throwing a tennis ball against the wall. It can be fun. It can be fun. It's not a game. It's not a game. Like, <laughs> Eugene Levy giving his son sex talks. Fucking great. American Pie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take away. So what's your movie? I'm sorry. I'm yeah, I, I, I think I know where you're going. I think I know the movie now, and it's an honorable mention. Oh, that mine. Uh, yeah. I just Hashtag wanted... Usher. Yes. Yeah. And then you had Josh. Please report to the principal's office. Because oh, yeah. you had Josh Hartnett in that movie too. I think. Josh Hartnett's in there. Oh yeah. Um. Um. T one thousand. No. Uh, yeah. He was Robert Patrick. Yeah. But the girl from uh, Fast and Furious, Jordana Brewster. You're my girl. That's, That's the girl. only one. Well, woman I can legitimately leave my wife for. Okay. I love my wife, so I'm not gonna leave my wife. But Jordana Brewster's my celebrity crush. Okay. All right, well, yeah, The Faculty, 1998. Mm-hmm. I was going to say another part from American Pie, but... Do you just, why don't you just say it real quick? Right? You remember when, uh, I think it was the, was it the second one, when they uh, go rent that beach, Stiffler's Beach House? Oh, that was the second one, yeah. The second one, and they uh, go, they're paying that house, and they're like, oh, dude, lesbians live here. And then they're up in that room, and they're like, you kiss him. Say like, what? Well, oh. Stiffler's ready to do it, though. Like, oh, yeah. guys... I'm ready to go. He's like, look, I'm all right with my sexuality. And then they kiss, and he's like, dude, you're a fucking lousy fucking kisser. He's like, you were trying? I wasn't trying. <laughs> that was good. That was, yeah, so yeah, sorry. I went so, way so, off. Way that's off. But American Pie, coming of age. Maybe we'll do a coming of age thing once. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. on the docket. But, but yeah, faculty, yeah, because all those. The faculty. All the teachers are aliens or something, maybe, or something? Yeah, there's an alien invasion, and then all the, all the teachers. No, the faculty, that was a good it. pick. I, I, that was an honorable mention. Like, if Because if, I, I didn't realize when we did 90s for. That like at first because the 80s was the pinnacle of horror. Don't get me we love 80s yeah, all day. Yeah. 80s obviously at our top 50. But looking at this list, I we probably done more than 31 easily because that faculty great pick. Yeah. Now I was just saying with the high school thing, like there's a theme, you know, with like uh, well I know we did last summer uh, movie that's coming up uh, maybe later. I don't want to say right away, but um, one that didn't make my list. The uh, disturbing behavior mm-hmm. or uh, urban legends. I think that might have been college, but yeah, no, that's a good pick. Another good pick, yeah. But there's just, you know, there was a lot of them. They all came out like within the same year or two. That was that was like the big thing because that's. Uh, so if you want to go '90s, you know, I was talking boy bands. Another big uh, crush in the '90s for both of us, probably, Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Britney bitch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But like uh, I heard this on another podcast. I'm gonna give a shout out to Failure to Stop. It's a law enforcement podcast. They got a network of shows five days a week. They got Com Center, which breaks down uh, dispatchers and calls and stuff. Really good. They got Failure to Stop, where they break down like cases and stuff with body cam footage from a police perspective. It's awesome. And then they have uh, Last Call, where they break down uh, current news articles. So you don't sound like an asshole at the barbecue about uh, domestics and dead babies and all that stuff with law enforcement. And they have like uh, Uncuffed or something where like. Two former cops break down comedies and shit. But the main guy in all this, his name's like Eric Tanzi. He's a former police officer of the year from Raleigh, North Carolina. And he got fired in the same year because he opened a distillery up. And he didn't hide it at all. He's like, dude, I, I, I know it's in a different county. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, I fucking told you guys. Long story short, politics, you know, he left. And he's a good family guy. But he talked about if Britney Spears comes up with a OnlyFans page, the internet will break. Is his theory. I think I, I probably would skip subscribe to it too, <laughs> just to see it. So I know it's awesome. But uh, number fourteen, I think I was Tim Burton heavy here in my movies. But mm. I, this is an awesome movie. We got uh, Johnny Depp. We got uh, Winona Ryder. We got Anthony Michael Hall here. I got Edward Scissorhands. Oh man! You can actually see one of the robots in the movie at uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not in or, uh, Orlando, Florida. Oh really? They got the robots in the movie. You know, from the mansion. Yeah. So Edward Scissorhands, so, oh, what's her name? I can't think of the actress. I'm drawing a blank there, but she's like an Avon sales or something like that, like oh, makeup. Yeah. And then, like, she, uh, um, oh, she's done a bunch of movies from back in the day. Yeah. But, like, she goes up to this house, knocks on the door, because she's trying to make door-to-door -door sales with her Avon, and then she runs into Edward Scissorhands, and she, like, brings him in and stuff and, like, tries to take care of him a little bit. And then, uh, like, I like it how, like, she tries to, you know, kind of adopt, almost adopting him into, like, normal culture. And I love how the dad was pretty embraced. Like, actually, he wasn't fucking weird <laughs> out by it. And then, like, he, like, gave him a drink. That one time he gave him booze and he fucking knocked him out pretty much. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go, Ed. Just take the edge off. And then <laughs> I like... good, right, Ed? Yeah. I like how, like, with Ed, too, with the garden and stuff. Like, how we do everybody's hedges and you do everybody's hairs and stuff. And he did that really wacko uh, lady uh, when she tried to put jo the moves on him at Joyce, the yeah. beautician. She's actually the, she was, um, I was like, I was like, wondering who the hell she was, that actor. But she was in that show of Picket Fences that was from the base in Wisconsin mm -hmm. from the 90s with uh, Tom Skirt. She played the doctor or she played the wife in that yeah. show. But yeah, no. She really wanted him to have some of her peach ambrosia. Yeah, and then I like it too. And like he tells <laughs> the whole family, like, like Joyce took her top off or something. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty funny. But, like, she put the proof <clears throat> on everybody. Like, being in the movie, too, like, when the plumber's there working mm -hmm. on the dishwasher, she's out, like, is there some other way I can pay you kind can of you thing? you see there's somebody in my driveway? No, then the crazy religious lady there, too. The, yeah, the the Avon, the mom there, she she played the mom in um, The Lost Boys. That's too. where she was from. That's where I yeah. remember, yeah. Cause it, I can't remember that's her. That's a great movie, great soundtrack. That Roman. was also featured in season one, if you check out our top 80 horror movies. Hashtag Cry Little Sister. Well, now I'm going to get that stuck in my head, but that was awesome. And then, yeah, was it Lou Graham? Was that Lou Graham that with the, the sound there, the soundtrack? The, uh, in uh, Lost Boys? Yeah, I think it was Lou Graham. Well, um... I got the song playing in my head. I don't know, uh, you talking about the Cry Little Sister? No, not that one. That was like, remember the dirt bike scene? Oh. I think it was Lou Graham playing in the background. Yeah, that's... Yeah, there's just so many good songs. In but there. Edward Scissorhands, so funny yeah, story sorry, about whoa, that, whoa, whoa. going on a tangent. So the first time I saw Edward Scissorhands was uh, at the local libraries, you know. Give a shout out to Spillman and North Fond du Lac. Back in the day, that's where I come from, a small community. Um, they're, they haven't changed much in the last 30 years, but I go to Spillman Library and check out Edward Scissorhands all the time on VHS. I, I love that movie. I don't know why, but... That may have been the last film of Vincent Price. Yeah, that was the last. The, the great, the... the <clears throat> 
number one iconic guy in horror, Vincent Price. That was his mm-hmm. last film, yes. Mm-hmm. Ironically, he died in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, the movie died, and all. He died shortly probably after that, though. I yeah. don't think he lived much longer, so. You don't have Edward Scissorhands? No. I thought no. for sure, maybe. No, I get, well, we put it in a couple of different... So we just need one more to cover the spread for us because we're at six right now for matches. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get it. I don't think we're going to get the golden match here because I know you're not going to have my number one, but that's later. No, you're not. You're not going to have my number one. But I know we're going to hit the... Because I know we're going to cover the spread here and on my number 12. We get 12. We got, we got two for sure that I'm guaranteed that we... Okay, let's go. Let's hit it. Right now, but not, maybe not this one, but... Um, <clears throat> You got that pumpkin, the pumpkin seeds in my throat. Maybe you should wash it down and leave it to Cleaver. <coughs> oh, that's gonna pick up really good in the mic. I just sorry. saw, I just saw like our sound waves there. The oh, there. dude, that thing was fucking full. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. So sorry if that we burned your ears out. Mm-hmm. You can, if you have a problem with our audio though, we've been trying to work on it. I think I found the flaw in our audio because a couple yeah, listeners say fair. that like like where, or Professor T gets like really quiet and I get really loud. And I matched our decibels on the fader gain. I have no clue how that shit works. I'm just guessing when I do this stuff. So all this stuff I do on my own. Um, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. Like we got a limited budget to work with, even though we we just got raises, thank God. But um, so if you if you want to like donate to the show, like and use it as a tax write off, we'd really appreciate that. You know, because eventually what we'd like to do is go live to you guys from the YouTubes and stuff, and really expand our horizons here. Because I'm gonna get Professor T in the 21st century with his internet pretty soon, and get him streaming too. But um. That, that's a project for a different day, you know, like, you know how you adopt a child from a different country or, mm-hmm. you know, pets the ASPCA? I'm going to adopt Professor T and get him into streaming. Mm-hmm. So, but if you want to email us... You treat me like Encino, man. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much like... Okay. Professor T has the knowledge, though. He has the movie knowledge. I just... I'm there a little bit, but I'm more so like the tech guy, so... Yeah, he's got the uh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying here. Yep. All natural. That's why I work out three times a week, sometimes six. Okay. Irrelevant. So, yep. All right, number 14. Um, one part of the uh, really long-going classic uh, uh, franchise for horror movies, but kind of wants basically the next prequel or the next sequel from the original, forgetting all the other shit from mm. 2, 3, 4, and 5. This was one that came out a couple years later after all that, and they wanted just a completely different story right off the Laurie Strode. Uh, Halloween H2O. Okay, honorable mention because he had Jamie Lee Curtis in there. Mm-hmm. Yep, coming of age. Yeah, with the Josh Hartnett character, you know, she's the uh, teacher at this uh, academy, and her kids there goes as a stu- as a student. Oh, legally blonde's on. As mm-hmm. a student, you were watching baseball before because yeah. we we had the playoffs here, so it was, we're watching the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Yeah, so um, I, I've been dead with baseball since uh, Cleveland had a shit year this year. They're still looking for a manager. I thought about put in for it for fun. Be like, yeah, I have no clue how to manage baseball, but I'm a true fan. I should oh. call him and say this is Lou Brown. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. <laughs> I got a few things I'm working on here, but no, I'll call you later. But it's probably like they're looking for a manager now because, like, yeah. Speaking of Cleveland, I'm going on a tangent here, but so Cleveland, like, they like they t- the couple names they had for the front office who they're going to interview was the guy from uh, I think was it Baltimore not Baltimore but he used to be, uh, be the manager in Baltimore like Buck, Buck Showalter they wanted him and he's like thanks but no thanks another name they want was, uh-huh. was Will Venable he used to play for the Padres a big awkward guy but he had a longevity in baseball and he said no thanks so and then Sandy Alomar Jr. said no thanks so it's they're still looking for a candidate 
And it's like, yeah, dude, you'll pay me a quarter of the price you're going to pay those guys. You know, I can relocate to Cleveland. You know, you know who they're going to get? They have no idea. Like they said, they're still looking. So They're going to get Grady Sizemore's. That'd be cool, you know, flash in the past. Or Jim Tomey's would be awesome, but he's too much of a family guy now to really go back to. Right. It's like he's too used to enjoying his retired life. There's no way that he's going to come back and do baseball. It'd be interesting. <clears throat> you don't have Halloween. No, I don't. Honorable. Like I said, if we had more to pick from, like if we went to a longer list, that would be on there without mm-hmm. a doubt. Nope, but I'm going to go with a Quentin Tarantino. Number 12 here. Hashtag the titty twister. I got dude. I got really excited here. Uh, what? You're on number 12? Yeah, what number? Fuck, I got real excited. I'm on number 13, though. Is it number 13 for you, though? So if this movie is number 13, just for fun, because we haven't played much sounds on this show, and I worked hard on my YouTubes with the sound recorder app. That's my favorite one I recorded. That's all my work. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pain in the ass extra record. I got from Dust Till Dawn for number 12. I got it for number 13. Oh, that's so close. So that's almost a golden match, but just the tip there. So mm-hmm. that brings us to number seven. So I covered the spread there on matches. So I'm right, I, I'm winning right now. Yep. So golden matches, you said two, I said one. There's still hope. But yeah, so I like it just because um, that bar, you know, they go to it. And then you got Tom Savini's a character in that. Mm-hmm. I like his belt he has with that gun on it and yeah. stuff. and. I like uh, when Cheech Marin there is explaining all the different kinds of uh, cats Cats they have there. Apple pipe. See, you know, this Dirty, hairy, skinny, black, white, green, yellow, yeah. frog. <laughs> I His think name he said frog at one, at yeah, one frog, point. Frog, frog pussy. I don't know. He was like going on. He named it, a bunch yeah. different. And yeah. Selma Hayek. That movie Hayek. Oh, coming of age right there. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. She hasn't aged a bit, though, too. So maybe she is a vampire. I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to... But that was pretty gross, I the know. band, though, like the part, the human parts they had for their instruments. Yeah. So, yeah, and from... Fred Williamson was in there. Yeah, and then you got uh, Harvey Keitel in there, yeah. too, yeah. Um, George Clooney. You said that only truckers can be here. I got an RV up front. Mm-hmm. That makes me a recreational vehicle. So, technically, I am a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. That's a dust held on, so... And uh, Juliette Lewis. Yep, yep, she's in... Mm-hmm. George Clooney's. Hmm. Yeah, a good movie. Um, number 12, man, this is... I, I wanted to put this movie up higher, but I feel like we've had it on a couple lists, too, and I wasn't even going to put it on mm-hmm. just because it's been on so many lists. But uh, it's just too good to keep off. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. So... Oh, what's that guy's name again? That Buffalo pl- Bill? Yeah, what's his real name? That guy that played him. Ted something? Uh, Ted uh, Ted Nugent. Not Ted Nugent's. Oh, uh, no, it's... Uh, Ted, Ted Levine. Levine. Ted Le- yeah. yeah. Ted Levine. Yeah, that like that was like an awesome part played by Ted Levine. He nailed it. And all the... That's beautiful, isn't it? I like it, Silence of the Lambs, too. When we did a Jackass show, too, we mentioned, like, when they did the Silence of the Lambs gig. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was like, epic fucking prank. You, could, you should YouTube that. Like he'll die laughing because Chris oh, Pontius, yeah. when he wearing the robe and doing the stupid shit in the dark and dancing, people have like running into like traps and shit yeah. and getting beat the shit out of. They got the night vision. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Silence of the Lambs. That was a you know psychological thriller. You have it. Yeah, I got it for number. I have it for number six actually. Oh, okay. So, um, science, but Silence of the Lambs. Uh, 
So a common misconception is, hello, Clarice, never fucking happened. I don't th I think that's kind of like one of the lines people think he's, he never said that. I, I don't believe. But yeah, young Jody Foster there, FBI agent, and trying to question. And then, yeah, like, the, I remember throughout the time, through many of our shows, we've tried to do in the voice, Professor T can yell, like, a Buffalo Bill more than I can. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. More. You know, size 14s? But, like, like I mentioned this in shows before, how fucking stupid is it? Like, okay, you're trying to, ask, you know, a guy asks for help, you know, creeper in a van. You're trying to be nice. Um, why would you go inside the van to help him mold a couch? Wouldn't you be on the end? That you was just. Cast on. But still, um, come on. I know. Yeah. He did that. He pulled a, what's his name? Kind of gave me vibes. Ted Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy. That's, you fucking nailed it. He did some mm -hmm. Ted Bundy shit to get her. Yeah, they totally used that. Give me back my fucking dog. Yeah, you, you sound just like him there. I know. that was. I'm embarrassed that I said that. Oh, shit. Another voice I did for, Don't you hurt my dog, you bitch. For Professor T. I can't do it anymore because I did. I was joking him one day and I was like, oh, fuck, I'll try to do it quick. But it was like, <laughs> and then you got no gas in it. Thank you kindly. You know, that was a <laughs> sling blade, but... Yeah, Silence of the Lambs, good pick. So then, I mean, number 11 here. Uh, I got, uh, I think it's Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Uh, I got the Devil's Advocate. Oh, it came this close to putting Yeah, like, oh, we got a young, hungry attorney, and then he's working for the devil, pretty much a agent of the devil, but, like, that movie's dark. Like, that's, well, I guess, in a way, too, it na nails, like, a stereotypical lawyer to a T, because you do got to sell your soul to be a lawyer and stuff, Go through a bunch of schooling, you put in your time, you put in your dues, and then just to make a partner. And yeah, the law office will take care of you, but it's you gotta lie about everything. You gotta lie for the biggest piece of shit or whoever has the money, and that's yeah. just that's you gotta sell your soul to pretty much be a lawyer. So that pretty much that nails it to a T. Yeah. And then that's, that's movie's creepy as yeah. shit. He's a sick man, he's a sadist. He's yeah. sitting up there just as big. Well, or is he laughing his big fucking ass off? That speech that he does at the mm, end. I thought, I thought you were doing Al Pacino quite well, like the, like the voice he got too. Yeah. Anyway, it's like, and then he's like, he's like a playboy too. Like, you want to come up with these girls here? Yeah. You know? Was his name John Milton? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so. Those, yeah, those. Uh, yeah, if you want to be married, a lawyer's not a good thing to do too. Uh, no, you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, you know it's. It's, it's like it, the firm, but from hell. You know, it's hitting the skids when you start repainting every room in a uh, mansion. So. Yeah, so it's definitely a good movie. Definitely recommend watching. Yeah. It's a long one. It's a good one. And I recommend not, like, watching it on TV. On TV, it can, it's, it's kind of creepy, but, like, you can't get the full effect unless you watch an unedited version of that movie. Right. And he's talking about Charlize Theron for that. No, very nice. Mm-hmm. Or boy, very nice. Uh -huh. She hot. Number one prostitute. All Kazakhstan. Uh, this is my neighbor, Nusan Nutulin mm -hmm. Yukbai. He, uh, he's an asshole. I buy clock radio, he buy clock radio. <laughs> I buy VHS, he can afford. Great success. Mm -hmm. This suit is not great. Yeah, so the first boy had awesome. Second one I refused to watch because it got too political. Like, mm -hmm. that's like, no, I don't bring your politics, just make me laugh, clown, you know? Yep. That's why you want to laugh, watch this next movie. Okay, let's go. 1994. Um, Got Rupert Murdoch in it. Okay. And you probably uh, never heard of it, but let's hear it. It's called Cemetery Man. Okay, let's hear about this Cemetery Man. So, Cemetery Man, Rupert Murdoch, he plays a, a, a caretaker, graveyard um, undertaker, and uh, so everyone that dies ends up coming back to life, and it's his job to keep these zombies, 
keep killing them and all this and this. Uh, they don't probably get paid shit for that. What's that? You probably don't get paid good for that either. Uh, he's yeah. He he drives like a little rabbit car and uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he smokes quality cigarettes, but still. lucky strikes. But money isn't everything because this girl comes into his, his life. Look up Anna Fulci. Mm-hmm. Wow. In the movie. She's a 10. Or is it like uh, Billy Bob says in uh, Varsity Blues? 10, 10, a fucking 10. She's a fucking 10. Yeah, she's a 10. You go to prom for me, Miss Davis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about calling some dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she comes into his life because she's a recent widow. And uh, they end up hooking up in the uh, graveyard. And uh, her recently deceased husband is uh, underneath them. And, you know, they show the camera mm. shows underground, you know, and he's like... He starts fucking zombieing out and shit. Next thing you know, he comes to the ground and he, he ends up biting her. Mm. So that eventually she turns into a zombie and now it's Rupert Murdoch's got to kill her. But yet he kind of he liked her a lot. And he doesn't want to kill her, but mm. yet she's getting worse. And uh, so basically the movie is him just... And then she, the Anna Fulci character, she plays two other roles in the mm -hmm. movie. She plays two other um, zombies in the film. But uh, it's pretty good, and he's just basically, he lives in this really shitty town, and he hates the job, and he's got a, a sidekick who's kind of like a, uh, they made him, they probably told the guy, like, hey, do you, have you ever seen the Three Stooges? Uh, could you be Curly? Yeah. Because that's exactly what Curly he's, Igor? <laughs> he's a big, round, uh, got a short hairdo, and he, he doesn't really talk where he makes noises. He's like, oh, <laughs> and, he, and he uses a shovel on all these zombies. And I'm, he, I'm definitely getting Igor vibes from Frankenstein. Yeah. Frank well, he tries to make out with one of the zombies, but she's like, only got a head. Yeah, that's what's well, awful. Well, like, so they're in some weird shit, though. Yeah, people but like he, he gave her some maple syrup. Yeah. So, Probably I mean, from Canada, eh? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> the best is best syrup on a. Yeah, sorry about that. Trying to make out, you know, there. Maple leaves. Oh, let's go, Canadians. One and one so far for the beginning of the season. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> beat the Blackhawks, though. They beat the Blackhawks. It's huge. Um, enough about hockey. So, moving on, number nine for me. Uh, another Johnny Depp film. This was near the end of the 90s. What number? Number nine. I just got a fucking. Okay. I got Sleepy Hollow for number nine. God, for number ten. We're getting close on I these golden uh, matches. Just dude. a tip every freaking time, yeah. There Sleepy you Hollow. Take it. Close enough. Yeah, so Sleepy Hollow. Great movie, great movie. I thought, I just like, I like just the ambiance of uh, New England there, kind of. I like that. Sleep, it, they nailed this whole Sleepy Hollow Ichabod Crane thing to a T. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Live action. Yeah, and um, what's his name? Um, Christ, you just said it. Uh, Johnny Depp's? Johnny Depp. That uh, that role is like almost perfect for him because mm -hmm. he's kind of... He plays like that dark. kind of like that kind of, you know, it's just a role that he, I think is <coughs> believable mm -hmm. to be into. Kind of kind of quirky and, you know, mm -hmm. but dark. And uh, yeah, I like the, I like the setting. Um, it just really dark kind of spooky mm -hmm. um the location shoot or whatever mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of it was set work too but um it had a good look it looked good yeah he had like the perfect vibes like uh christopher walken yeah well ichabod crane oh if you look at like you remember back in the day from like the like the animated ichabod crane type stuff like it, yeah like if you put that in live action same thing it just it, it nailed it to a t mm-hmm 
It was awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. This one, uh, man, if it ain't on your list, I might, I might put you in the uh, rude awakening. I'm thinking that I, I usually when you say something like that as a light, usually I'm going to be putting something. So we're talking about Tony Todd. Uh, this movie is probably something he's most known for. Mm. Number nine for me, 1992's Candyman. I got it for number three. Fucking a. Yeah, because we kind of, yeah, kind of, we kind of had spoiler week because when we see each other in passing, sometimes they give each other little teasers and stuff. So Candyman for me, that um, obviously very young age. Like I didn't see it at five, but you know, close to you know a couple of years later. Um, that so the whole thing when you're a kid too to say Candyman like five times, you know, in the bathroom, you know, in the mirror. That scared the shit out of me as a fucking kid. You know, like when people would say like Candyman, I could, I could never, I could never do that as an adult either. Just be honest with you, because okay, you seen the movie, it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And that chick in the movie learned too, like you fuck with Tony Todd, as like that slave thing, whatever he was. A kid come back with his hook hand and try to kill you, and he kills everybody else that does it in the hood. And I was like, so I remember yeah, as a kid too, my friends like they thought it was so funny to like, to, like oh, we should say Candyman and stuff, and like. We, like we'd be out in the woods or something and they'd say it and it'd scare the fuck like shut the fuck up dude I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say shut the fuck up probably then because I didn't swear then but I was like it's just like dude that's scary as shit because I was always worried about the candy man coming to get me at this fucking hook hand and uh, gotta watch out for the bees too mm-hmm. yeah um, so I uh, I did I did um, look up some stuff for the candy man because mm-hmm. um, I used to never like that movie mm-hmm. that's acquired taste um, yeah and I uh, I've seen it probably a good handful of times and uh, I appreciate it. I always thought it was kind of like drawn out, you know, it was kind of like it's man, slow build up or whatever. But the parts where Tony Todd's in, in the film, especially when she's in there talking to that um, doctor, the director of the hospital, when she's trying to get the fuck out, and then he pops up behind him through that chair and just fucking guts him right there at the desk. Like, it's a great scene because there's actually a little bit of that blood splatter that hits the camera, mm-hmm. and you didn't see that happen very often. You see it now all the time, but. Uh, I don't know if that was uh, intended, but um, it was effective. His voiceovers are so creepy, too. Yeah. And um, another thing with the bees, they were using real uh, real live bees. Okay. But uh, they had, uh, they were, um, they were infant bees. So they they could sting, but they weren't. uh, That's still, that was like in the the mouth? Yeah, he he said he, he got stung all the time. In the mouth, probably he said he's got stung probably like four hundred times. That's the price of show business, though. I guess for you there too, yeah. like the type of getting your throat all swollen and shit. Mm-hmm. And that Virginia Matson, she was uh, allergic. Mm-hmm. She was allergic to bees, and she wasn't going to take the role because of it. And then they, like the director and the bee wrangler, assured her that you know these are going to be infant bees, and they don't pack pack the kind of uh, punch. Yeah. Uh, yeah th- their sting isn't going to be as potent, so... Uh, that's, that's a good pick. That's, uh, yeah, definitely, like, I know they remade it recently, I think, too. Yeah, um, yeah, I watched I, the remake, but... Um, nothing's good as original, like, no matter what, however you put it. Yeah, no. So it's it's kind of a, yeah, like, so the Candyman legend, I think that's, you know, typical, well, like a forbidden love story, you know? You got the slave and the white girl, you know, and then people are all bent out of shape of interracial relationships, and then he has a horrible... Uh, thing that happens to him, and then he goes back for vengeance. But yeah, like the Tony Todd, like the way he talks in the movie, it's like just creepy, poeticy, and mm. like it's, it's like just I get nightmares thinking about it too. Mm. And I'm well, I don't want to keep rambling on, but uh, that Caprini Green, Capri- yeah, it was the it was the Caprini Greens projects, projects yeah. yeah. They've since been torn down, from my understanding. 
Well, there was. Uh, that's some place you never want to just stop in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to go there for a cup of sugar. No. Yeah. But that, that those uh, killings that were happening in those apartments, though, like those those were real. Mm-hmm. Like people coming through the holes in the medicine cabinet. That's creepy shit. So that movie got that idea from the mm-hmm. real events of guys that were cutting out the holes in people's bathrooms mm-hmm. and then they were coming in there was like a bunch of older people that lived in them and they mm-hmm. were ending up dying but there was no breaking an entry there was no forced entry mm-hmm. and then they found out uh, through the sounds like some like H.H. Holmes shit you know kind of like right yeah yeah so yeah they like all in yeah, I could do almost kind of fucked up yeah I could do a special on Cabrini Greens <laughs> yeah so number eight, I'm gonna change gears. Similar year, ninety three, ninety four, roughly. Uh, Brandon Lee's last film. For number eight, I got The Crow. Good pick. I got a number five. Oh, that's an awesome pick. So yeah, Brandon Lee there, like cursed like his dad. It was like it was like the Rust kind of thing, you know, where okay, you got a prop gun, but you got a real bullet in it, and somebody not paying attention or negligence of firearms, or who knows if there's some kind of conspiracy to kill Brandon Lee in that. But, yeah, he got killed with a prop gun with a live round. Yeah, yeah, there's controversy behind that. I mean, mm-hmm. just too coincidental. That movie's so dark, too, like, just... But it's based on a comic book. Yeah, no. So, um, but, yeah, the comic's pretty pretty dark here, Eric Draven character. Like, because he didn't come home, and then, like, that horrible thing happens to him and his girl, and just, like, the horrible, what they did to her, and mm-hmm. just the vengeance, the spirit, like, a spirit of vengeance, pretty much, and... Uh, maybe they'll get their due. You gotta watch the movie and find out. But like uh, the whole movie is just like the whole aesthetic's dark the whole way. But it's uh, definitely something I recommend checking out. Mm-hmm. If you get past through the whole like murder scene and what happens to this girl, it's definitely it's you're good then. Mm-hmm. And and the soundtrack's really good. Oh yeah, excellent soundtrack for sure. So uh, for number uh, number eight, mm-hmm. uh, 1990, got a sequel to. A, um, Another movie that uh, we talked about in the past, uh, Child's Play Part Two. Uh, honorable mentioned. I stayed away from it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, I I thought it was great. I uh, that was one of my favorite sequels of. Well, that's Child's Play. Uh, I like the original and everything like that, but even the second, the sequel, mm-hmm. still still good. But that was when they were using more of the animatronic mm-hmm. Chucky's instead of going kind of uh, CGI style like uh, they do CGI now. ruins everything that the, just it does there's just yeah, CGI shit's garbage I think it's just the lazy way I get it it saves probably money in the budgets to do it that way but it takes away because that's because we were spoiled with the 80s horror with all that stuff you yeah. know and then once yeah once the 90s hit you know more later 90s the CGI just ruined everything mm-hmm. so props to one of my other special like I'm, I'm big into the guys the special effects guys especially from the 80s um, but Kevin Yeager he's responsible mm-hmm. for uh, making Chucky and um, he's he's one of my favorite he's no Tom Savini but yeah, he's no. up there with his his uh, skill set what's it what's it what's that name of the doll though like the the Best buddy, or what was it? My, good guy, down. good guy. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. All right. So moving on here. Early '90s film here. You got Christy Swanson, and you got Luke Perry. Bit of a love story too in there, but uh, this show brought us a great TV series of Sarah Michelle Gellar, spinoff of Angel later, and I like Paul Rubens as the. <laughs> 
Like, Paul Rubens makes a good vampire, for real. Like, you I wouldn't know. expect to be Paul Rubens. Like, if you didn't know who he was, like... He's a would, good actor. Yeah, he's but, been like... in a lot of... I mean... Yeah, like, yeah, like, like with the, yeah, with the, that look they gave him, you know, with the facial hair and stuff, like, you'd never expect it to be Paul Rubin. If you didn't know who Paul Rubin was, or if you didn't look at the credits or paid attention to the movie, you never knew that was Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. But, yeah, so I got Buffy the Vampire Slayer for number five. Yeah. yeah no, I, uh, the honorable mention for me. It's, it's funny, too. It has a lot of humor. Good. Yeah, it's got its humor. Stephen Ar- or, uh, David Arquette. Yeah, yeah, young David Arquette. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, what's his, what's his face? Donald Sutherland? Mm-hmm, yep. That's a good one. Um, I know. Oh, oh, that was a match. Erectophobia. So we're already at eleven right now for I'm matches. I'm number six for me. We got eleven matches already. Yeah, eleven oh, matches. Shit. Yeah. More than I thought. Yeah. So we both we covered the spread already, and then some. Mm-hmm. Golden matches. If it don't happen for my number four here, I know it's not gonna be for number one. So it has to be in the next movie, or we're not gonna have it. Yeah. Um, probably won't have it, but I don't, I don't even know if you saw this one or not. Um, but, uh, 1994 stars, uh, Edward Furlong. Okay, Edward Furlong. It's, uh, called Brain Scan. Brain Scan. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That, that was the computer game one, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a good one, actually. That, Did you see it? No, I, um, no, I know, I know, I've seen it, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I know, oh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, um. I made a list, too. A long time ago, I thought somewhere. Yeah, but I think we talked about it before. But uh, I just like that the, the concept's pretty cool, I and mean, it's probably nothing original. But uh, I can't think of anything that did that same. You know, the kids, him and his buddy, are big time gamers, and he's like, "Hey, you know, read the back of this Fangory magazine, and there's an ad for this new game. It's an interactive fucking game that's virtual reality, to be the best thing ever. Yep. Called Brain Scan, and he orders it." Ends up playing it, and the concept of the game is sort of a first role, uh, a first person uh, role playing game, and uh, everything you do, like they pick the concept kind of like Total Recall. Yep. So they're like, we've already pre-picked your thing where you're going to be a murder. It's going to be a murder game, you know, and you got to solve the murder or whatever. Well, he ends up, he is the the fucking murderer. He's doing all this shit, and he's like whoa that was intense he's like i'm not you know doing that again and they're like well uh we come back and say well guess what you got to play the second part of the game because there was a witness now you got to go take care of that witness and it's just a i can dig deeper 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 as the movie goes on he ends up having to like almost kill his best friend and his girlfriend the kind of girlfriend but um yeah so he's like man this game's fucked up or whatever else killing everybody and then the cop kind of are they don't, obviously nobody's looking at him as a suspect because he's just a 16 year old 15 year old kid or whatever but he's got you know all the clues are pointing to him or whatever and the cops are starting to sniff, sniff around a little bit so check it out if you're uh, interested it's got a cool concept trickster cool yeah. kind of cool character I'm gonna I'm gonna I haven't had a chance to put this in my thing, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a soundbite real quick here, or uh, some music to give my next movie away. Mm. So I I kind of kept the same theme here. I guess I went pretty heavy on the blood suckers. So let me just one second here. Here we go. Of course we gotta have an ad quick because you know. Oh, go figure. It's my 
feel like I'm in an underground nightclub in mm-hmm. Germany. Yeah. And maybe the sprinklers are gonna start shooting out red shoot, shit. Shooting out blood, yeah. Yep, everybody knows. Uh, get rid, I, gotta, I feel like I gotta, gotta somehow get a hold of Whistler. Yeah. Oh, Chris Christopherson? Yeah, yeah. fucking badass. So yeah, number four, got Wesley Snipes and Blade. Yep, so a vampire that kills vampires. Daywalker. Daywalker, yep, he is a daywalker. He gets rocking on stunner shades. But then I think he, it's almost like, well, they, like they gotta try to stop them, the other vampires from walking from day or something like that. They're trying to get this thing, but like, psh, they made it into three different movies. Like they had three, three like two sequels to that. And uh, I, I like the concept of a vampire that's actually good, though. So, yeah, Wesley Snipes and Blade. Love it. And he was rocking that sword always. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the techno music. I was going to try to put that into one of my recordings. I didn't have time to, so that's why I played it to give the clue. But, yeah, yeah. so I got Blade. No, that's a, that's a good pick. I, I didn't make uh, I didn't put it on my, my uh, horror movie list, but another one that's based on a comic. Mm-hmm. We are on number four for me. Man, this movie's awesome. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, or I don't think you'll have it on your list, but to find out. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine, starring Devin Sawa. Uh, oh, good pick already. I, I don't have honorable mention. Yeah, uh, Idle Hands. Yep, Idle Hands. Yep. My hand, I can't help it. They, they just it's controlling me. It's like it's mind of its own or whatever. Uh, the the comedy in that movie is pretty good. The special effects, mm-hmm. pretty fucking good. I mean, like, uh, even some of it is is digital. It's like the early stages of CGI. Yeah, uh, digital. Um, there's a part in there where he uh, his buddies are they're just a bunch of stoners, um, but his buddies come over and uh, they're. They they find out that his parents are are dead and and you know he's like well I did it I I think I'm the killer or whatever and they're trying to leave and one of them's trying to run up the basement stairs and he he throws a his hand makes him throw a saw blade mm-hmm. and uh, you yep. don't see it go through you don't see it go through the neck but you see the guy like freeze up on the stairs and then there's just like a red line appears mm-hmm. on the neck and then his head falls down <laughs> mm-hmm. falls down and then he falls the body. And then throughout the rest of the film, you know, before they, he gets his head duct taped back onto his body, but uh, yeah. he's like carrying his head or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, they like smoke dope and the head's like sitting on the couch and he's just holding his head and it's blowing the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> or he, that other well, Seth Green's trying to throw uh, cheese balls into his mouth and the head's just like st- sitting over on the couch or whatever and he's just throwing cheese balls in his mouth. I mean, it's kind of dumb, but um, but yeah, pretty. Pretty cool movie. I'm like, like I said, that was a, that was like when I was making my cuts that got cut. Oh, but that, no, that's an awesome, awesome yeah. pick. I kind of gravitate towards a lot of the comedy horrors, you know, like if it's wacky and kind of over the top, then and it's just entertaining me. Entertaining. Because I remember I saw it so yeah, right around middle school. I remember seeing that movie, and then like some guy at school talked like to me once, like he's like, "Have you ever seen Idle Hands or something?" I'm like, yeah, dude, that movie's you know awesome. You know, like the hands and stuff, and you can't control what it does, and it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck. And then, because yeah. the guy was telling me, well, yeah, dude, I was like, this girl, I was like, I went to her, like, have you seen, have you seen, have you, somebody, do you know what Idle Hands or something? She goes, oh, I love that song. And I'm like, 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 she, okay, you have no idea what I'm talking about, like, because that's not a song. Yeah, and um, also in the film, because he, he eventually, Devin saw it, uh, cuts his hand off mm-hmm. and the hands the hands it's like loose. The, it's like thing yeah. It is, the. it's the same, there's a magician who used his hand as mm-hmm. the... Uh, model for mm. the Adams family, 
Yeah. And uh, he's the hand actor in the Idle Hands. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah so same. That's same a guy. great pick. So, just for me, for because I'm on number one now. So this one, this one kept slipping further and further in the good way in the rankings for me because I didn't know where to put it. This is a like 98, 99 film. One of the greatest actors of all time. You got Denzel Washington in this. You got John Goodman. Uh, like this movie's about like two hours and some change. It's a long one, but it kept me hooked the whole time on this mm -hmm. one. And it had uh, you know that song stuck in my head. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. So how the movie starts out and how it ends, it all ties together. But uh, you know uh, Denzel Washington, he's a detective, a homicide detective, and then. And that starts with, you know, like somewhere in the beginning of the movie where they're like, ah, I can't, I can't. Eli, Eli Costas was the actor for it, but like he was the, the killer that Denzel put behind bars and sees execution, but little known that the guy was demon possessed and how that, that demon pretty much fucks with Denzel's entire life. And like, all Denzel just has to leave it go. And then maybe fine, let the demon do its thing and he don't want nothing to, you know, he just fucking goes up. pretty much a spiritual warfare with this thing and it's just intense or intense and like, the way the movie ends just like just fucking blows your mind. So I got fallen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For number one. Yep. Good. Good pick. Um, I like that movie a lot. That's uh, that. That was one that um, I don't. I'm not too sure a lot of people have seen, even as popular as Denzel. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm gonna recommend that people movie to people too. But it sucks is you, you can't stream that anywhere. You gotta pay to watch that movie anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's it's very it's like it's popular. You can get it at the public libraries. Yep. So if you want, but if you got a local library card, which is free, you know, mm -hmm. support your local library, you can get Fallen. Yep. And if they don't have it, interlibrary loan. There you go. Mm -hmm. So you're all done with yours? And I'm all done. That's it. That's a wrap. So that only I leave, that leaves me with three. If I'm just for. Let's let's hear them. Well, I thought for sure you'd have this one. Uh, number three of 1996. We talked about the. Um, I know what you did last summer. Written by Kevin Williamson, and um, but he initially had wrote, written uh, Scream, and nobody wanted anything to do with it. Or mm -hmm. um, the other way around. I always say that backwards, but no, he wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer first. Nobody wanted it. Then he wrote Scream, put it out. Scream became a hit. Then they're like, holy shit, yeah, you have this other movie I Know You Did Last Summer? Yeah, we want it. But Ghostface, too, yeah. Ghostface, you see, I don't like the, the Ghostface, the look, the mask, and all that. Don't like it, but I remember. I like the kids. I like the fact that they are horror nerds and they're mm -hmm. they're in the moment, kind of. Where in other movies, horror movies, they, they, everyone's stupid. Everyone is like that's typical horror movie, though. You know, maybe the final girl, the you know the the, the main person is the only one that seems to have any fucking clue how Nef to do Campbell. anything. You know, but yeah, these these ones, you know, they're. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> Oh, the one with the fingers for knives. Freddy, yeah. Yeah. yeah what are you making? That's a good pick, Popcorn. yeah. Well, like, when I was kind of getting my feelers out for people, too, like, you know, I, I got a lot of screams and stuff. But, like, it's there, but I just, I, I wasn't feeling the slashers a little bit, I guess, for the 90s. You know, that's a great pick for... Well, before Scream, horror movies, uh, especially big, big hits... In um, the late '80s, early '90s, they weren't there. No, they were real. The fucking Friday the 13th was going downhill. Halloween was going downhill. There was no Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Child's Play. 
so there was there wasn't scream revitalized a lot of the mm-hmm. oh okay we can do another franchise and it blew up t- took off and it was west craven and yep. you know just a legend but so yeah that was my number three number number two i really tell a lot of people about this one it's hard to get um just because it's uh peter jackson's first um well his second second big movie he made one called bad taste but uh it was low budget and kind of shitty but he even did a movie called dead alive what's that one about i'm not familiar with so dead alive is about a zombie movie over the top i mean if you can in your mind think of a think of a horror movie or think of a movie that was just nothing but uh gore Mm -hmm. and over the top like guts blood splatter everywhere this movie will trumpet any day of the week okay it is fuck but it's meant to be like that uh so his his this guy his mom gets bit by a hairless monkey at the zoo and the thing's like rabid and don't care but uh, so she turns into his mom turns into a zombie and he's trying to like keep her alive she ends up biting a bunch of other people long story short i mean this guy is trying to be the good guy he doesn't want to kill anybody but he, he keeps these zombies in his basement at the house and he's like feeding them and stuff like that uh, and they just keep biting people he's, they're, they're getting out and all this there's like a, a one of two of the zombies have sex with each other and have a baby zombie <laughs> and that baby so the guy takes the baby zombie to the park once and that fucker like gets out of its crib and it, or the little stroller and he starts like beating its ass like the baby's trying to like attack people and it's like crawling to get to kids and stuff and he's like giving it elbow drops he like hit it with the swing he punted it he was punching it and uh it's it's over the top but uh it's it's hilarious like I like Lord of the Rings and everything but Peter, the Dead Alive is my favorite Peter I'm, Jackson I'm just trying to figure out zombies fucking kind of thing yeah yeah they're doing right at the kitchen table mm-hmm and, they, and the guy was like, there was someone at the house, and he's like, what is that noise? And he's like, oh, it's, uh, we're just, somebody's sick. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. It's like in the next room. Well, that's the noise you make, too, when you're done, anyways. Well, when you're a zombie, that's what you make, you know. You're grunts. So, I mean, so, you're well, like, so I wonder what, like, a zombie vinegar strokes are, then? Because it already has a fucked up face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hashtag thriller. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my number two. Vinegar strokes. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. You know what my number one's going to be? Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I, <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Popcorn. I, I should have known popcorn. I should have fucking yeah. known that. Yeah, because it's yeah. like cause when I was looking up like a little bit 90s here to reference some things, like popcorn came up a couple times. I should have known. Yep. So, yeah, popcorn. I've talked about it time, time, a lot of times, but high school kids uh, want to save the school uh, or the school movie program, so they show an all-night movie-thon at the local movie theater. It's in popcorn. Eating some popcorn. Some fucking psycho wants to finish his movie uh, that he made years earlier. Ends up trying to kill a bunch of people inside the theater. And, uh, yeah, it's just got some pretty cool costumes in there because everyone's dressed up. Yeah. Um, All the people watching the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some funny lines in it, too, but. That's a good pick. I shouldn't. I should have known. That should have been. I'm embarrassed. It's all right. So that concludes. I'll still give you a tuggy. All right. All right. Bob. Not, not, not for a couple months yet, but no, anyways. Uh, so our final score is we got zero gold matches, just a tip on a couple. Close ones. A couple close calls here. So we got 11, so we covered the spread. Not bad. This is probably one of our better for matches, which surprises me with this topic. 
Um, yeah, me so, too. So yeah, next month we're gonna for November we're gonna be thankful for football. We'll do our was it top twenty or twenty foot we got for football movies. Uh, I don't remember if it's twenty or twenty five. I, I got the I get the list written in my bag. I know that. Yeah. So we're ready to go there. And then we're also doing so with the movies we're gonna pick a pick a player to go with um, each movie. Picking your favorite. Yeah, the, the thing is, the players gonna have no ties like to the movie no, for the most no. part. Like it's just, it's just, I, just, a, I guess players that shaped our, our that we enjoyed watching over the years pretty much. Yeah, yeah. be some good stuff there. So hopefully you enjoy it. So stick around for next month. We don't have a date for that yet because uh, we got busy schedules. But it's gonna yeah. we'll do everything we can to get that pushed out for you. Yeah, we're wanted. Yep. So uh, you know, if, like I said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or like would like to make a donation to the show, that can be tax deductible. You know, just email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. Yeah, I don't normally ask for stuff, but if you want better content or better quality of stuff, like we're we're on a limited budget. We're like we're like B, we're like a B budget, you know, because we do everything out of our own pocket and stuff for the mics and the computer and the sounds and and the snacks and the snacks. We supply our own beer, so hopefully you had fun at the show. Hopefully you had some good laughs. Hopefully you learned something. If not too bad, but you made it this far, so congratulations. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a participation trophy or ribbon or nothing like that, but thank you for listening. So I uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate the feedback. And then also, too, if you want to like be involved in the show, you can email us anything, you know, a list of something. You know, if you know the topic ahead of time, if you hear us discussing it, you know, send it to our email address, and then we can read it during the show and see where it kind of matches up. You know, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll call people live, too, and just kind of get their take on things. So, yeah, so we're pretty interactive, but we're very limited, like I said, because we haven't gone to the YouTubes yet. Eventually, that's our push to get recording and stuff once we figure that shit out. So that's all I got for you. Till next time. So, Professor T, so is there anything you want to add before you? Uh, no, no. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good show. Fun. I'm glad we got, we got it done in a short amount of time because, like you said, it was going to be uh, the football one was going to be this month, but or last, last month, month, but we got to push back. and had some... There's some shit happened. Life but, happened, and yeah. But we we pushed through and came out on like absolute bosses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, our schedules too did not mesh for this month, and it worked out. We had to go record after hours. So mm-hmm. thanks for Professor T for keeping the lights on us out of City Studios after hours. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with that said, uh, you'll join us next month in uh, class dismissed. Pumpkin. <laughs>